I'm sorry, Ned, that's incorrect. Nuts! Hello, and welcome to Ramjack in the Revolt of the Straw Men Slaughter Squad. Hello, everyone. I am Alex, and joining me today in the Ramjack studio is Brad. Hello. How you doing, man? I'm doing. How are you? I'm all right. Yes. Uh, fun times. Fun times. Guys, we got a wonderful show for you today. Indeed. Um, as you're quite aware, um, Saved by the Bell has ended, and now we're into the college years. Yes. So we have that to look forward to. So good. And Belvedere just keeps getting better, Brad. It does. They escalate the weirdness. Mm-hmm. And to think we have more seasons of it left. Oh. I, I don't I don't know how we get from what we saw today to Belvedere reenacting Cinderella or something, which yeah. well, we're, which we know is in the wings. Well, you gotta be like near the halfway point. Surely. Whew, but Manzies. It's bonkers. Bonkers, guys. We got some bonkers shows today. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, we're also going to be uh, giving each other Cosmo quizzes. That's right. To find out a little bit about ourselves and to let you guys know who you're listening to. Because you, you got to know. You got to know who we are. You got to learn. You gotta, we're going to give you the facts. And the only way to really get to know anyone is through the Cosmo, uh, Cosmo Girl Ultimate Quiz Book. Yeah. Discover the real you. The real you. And we, we will invite you to, obviously, also take these quizzes on your end of Absolutely. the spectrum to find out. That's that's what we're on, Ram Jack. We need to find out who we are. Who are we? Especially going into a new year. I'm so confused. 20, yeah, 2013's on the way, guys. Uh, and we don't even know who we are yet. To be successful, you need to know who you are. Guys, we all got to figure out who the hell we are before 2013. Because that's a new year, new things. We gotta, you gotta build from the ground up. Mm-hmm. You gotta start with finding out who you are. Start over. <laughs> and start over. Let's just start over just, and find out who we are. Let's all admit that. From there. Let's just all admit that we've been complete failures up until this point. Let's figure out who we are, and then let's let's just start the fuck over. It takes a strong person to say, "I fucked up." I fucked up. Let's. I'm such a failure. Let's rewind. Oh my to God. the beginning. Brad, Why? It's all right. Brad, it's all right. Why? It's all right. It's all all right. these years. <laughs> uh, farewell. <laughs> farewell. Putting a gun in my mouth. <laughs> Who was I? <laughs> to avoid such catastrophe in your own life, we are going to be going to the Cosmo Girl quiz book to help. So Brad doesn't have to ask who he was before he kills himself. He'll know who he is. And then he'll be like, oh God, I'm a monster. And then he'll put the gun in his mouth and shoot himself in the head. Yes. That's what we're trying to give to you. Knowledge. But guys, there's so much other stuff to get into before then. Um, first, should we just go straight to news, Brad? Let's do it. Let's get the hot news. Um, I'm worried for Japan. You should be. We've talked about Japan in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, fry parties. Right. A lot of other stuff. Ugh. Well... Gross. Not to be outdone by McDonald's, Burger King is taking advantage of the novelty-seeking Japanese public. Uh-huh. Um, the fifth year Burger King has returned to Japan is this year. It's the anniversary, 2012. I, I guess they were in Japan and they got ran out and then they <laughs> came back. We've, every, you know, every year at this time, the Burger King comes back. <laughs> I wasn't able to do enough research, guys, and I apologize for that, to see what exactly kept Burger... What what caused Japan to push Burger King out. Those creepy commercials. It's probably the creepy commercials. The Creepo King. But they've been back for five years strong, (laughs) and they haven't been out yet, but they may may get out because for a limited time... Oh, no. There's something called the Black Burger Deal 
where uh, Burger King offers an all-you-can-eat burger buffet. <gasps> it's all right, Brad. We're gonna get through this, friend. Um, thankfully, there's a time limit on this. Uh, McDonald's did the fry thing for a few months, but thankfully, Burger King is only going to have this black burger buffet for a week. All right. A week. All right. One. Not months. One terrible week. Yeah. Just a week just, of this. Just a week. Just a week. Just a week to see how far we've fallen as a civilization. Burger party! If you order a large black burger meal... What is a black burger? I don't know what a black burger is. Is it a soy burger or something? I don't, I don't know. See, again, I fail you as... I wasn't able to research this as much. I'm still I'm still on the fact that Burger King was pushed out of Japan. That, that's yeah, still yeah, in right. my mind. Like, what did they do? But if you buy one of these meals between 2 p.m. and 11 p.m., mm -hmm. um, you get to stuff your faith with as many burgers, fries, and beverages as you want. Well, for 30 minutes after you make the initial order. So there's a time limit on there, too. You got 30 minutes Burger to King does it right. In. We're like only going to do this for a week. And you, look, keep your receipt. Um, and there's a time code on there. You can only eat as much as you want for 30 minutes. And there's only there's only so many burgers and fries you can eat in a thirty minute period. Yeah, like, I think like one. Yeah, I think if you go over one, it's gross. Yeah, and you're a glutton. And uh, no, but maybe two. Are you a growing human being? Are you an athlete? I don't know if you need that many calories. <laughs> you're, definitely, you're definitely growing. Yeah, you're growing. You're growing. <laughs> you're growing into a giant ball of the worst. Well, hey, I'm, a growing. I'm, I'm a growing. I'm growing bigger and bigger every day. Do you remember those Flintstones vitamins commercials when there was like 10 million strong and growing? <laughs> that takes a whole new... 10 million strong and growing. That's Burger King Japan's new... <laughs> that's, that's their new marketing campaign. Oof. A, 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 yeah, Oof. except a child's voice, it's an adult who's stuffing that. And growing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is my third burger in 30 minutes. Five million burgers. <laughs> and dying. I don't understand, man. No, it's cool, guys. I'm gonna go to Burger King, but it's my cheat day, so it's okay. I can have as many as I want. <laughs> it's my cheat day. Cheat day. It's a cheat week in it's, Japan. It's, I, my, it's my cheat week. It's all the all, all the rest of the weeks, I stay, I keep I keep it all counted. Uh -huh. But on cheat week, those calories go out the window. <laughs> cheat week. The concept of a cheat day and uh, or week is one of the funniest, weirdest things I've ever thought. It's I, my cheat day. It's your cheat day. Listen, I've been so good this week. I was so good this week. Now it's cheat day. <laughs> I'm having pies for breakfast. <laughs> Plural. One, one day of the <laughs> one day of the week, I take it upon myself to to ruin the habit I've been trying to form. Pies for breakfast, pies for lunch, and then a gorging buffet dinner at Burger King. Pies for breakfast, pizza pies for lunch, <laughs> pizza pies for lunch. <laughs> And then Black Burger Buffet at Burger King. And later. Black Burger Buffet for fourth fourth meal. But in that fourth meal, I only have thirty minutes, so it's, gonna, it's, it's gonna, a cheat day in quotation marks because because I'm really only going to be able to eat for thirty minutes at dinner. So it's it's it's, it's really about a race with myself on cheat day. It's my cheat day race. And then it's a sorry birds, give me those burgers! And then it's a sprint during dinner. Extra cheese, I... please! Extra cheese, please! Please! It's his cheat day. He comes in here every cheat this... day and just we, we he... have to work with him. Yeah, it's 
He panics. I've seen him cry if he doesn't get at least three burgers in his mouth. He just really feels satisfied. But he's, a, he's growing. He's a growing boy. Yeah, I'm on a really strict diet. Mostly because I eat my feelings. Um, <laughs> now I'm kind of limited to... Um, now I'm only limited to having those feelings on cheat day. So on cheat day, I work through a lot of emotions. <laughs> just crying in Burger King. I eat my feelings. What can I say? Cheat day. Can we just stop with cheat days, Brad? Can it's we agree with day. that as a world? Yeah, it's the worst. It's the worst. Oh, man. Is that is 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 all of our culture geared toward cheat days, though, now that I think about yeah. it? Because we talked yeah. about it on a few episodes back, the whole summer camp nightmare, when no one's watching, people do whatever the fuck they want. So is that like a personal? Or look, look, I'm just going to... Listen, my willpower's gone for well, a day of the week. It's it, Because it's crazy. It's like this weird reward system where it's like, yeah, um, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna live really strictly and follow, you know, this stuff that's that's too, uh, too difficult for me. But I'm gonna do it so that way, on my, on this one occasion, I can go fucking insane and lose my mind. No consequences. It's the cheat day. Fuck that shit. How about you just live like a normal human being <laughs> in moderation? Everything in moderation. Everything. Yeah. But I mean, we live in. Oh, no, what I do is I do a juice cleanse. <laughs> I have nothing. I have nothing but lemon juice and cayenne pepper, and I lick a potato every day. <laughs> but then on Saturday, that's my cheat day. <laughs> but when Saturday I, rolls around, and I lose my fucking mind, <laughs> it's cheat day! Yay! Yippee! I mean, yeah, maybe in this cheat day culture, Burger King can get away with this in Japan, and maybe that's why they've they've taken root in Japan finally, right. because they've just indulged people's cheat day, our cheat hour, our Ugh. cheat thirty minute period, half hour, cheat half hour. It's my half hour cheat. That's what it's going to evolve it's into. The, it's the half hour cheat. It's the half hey, hour. Hey, welcome to the half hour cheat. Look, every day, all day, I work so hard to maintain my willpower, uh, my goals, uh, my health, really. But for 30 minutes out of the day, it's my cheat out. It's my special prize for doing the right thing. I get a prize. <laughs> I get a prize for not doing something stupid. <laughs> 30 minutes a day. Eee. I don't. Um, I don't. I don't look forward to that day when we start no. doing that. But I know it's on the horizon. Yeah. That's so weird, man. It's I, the worst. Cheat days are the worst. <sighs> Um, uh, but Burger King in Japan may be more worse, I think. Japanese fast place. food seems to be the worst. Japanese fast, they're making a lot of weird decisions. But, um, uh, another random fact, uh, the event is called, uh, I cannot pronounce, obviously, Japanese, but it, it translates to Viking, which looks like a lot like Burger King. It's like V-King, which yeah. is Japanese for Viking. So I don't know if they're rolling that into the marketing campaign, but I thought that'd be neat, especially since, you know, we watched that one night's episode with Vikings in it. I don't know, I just... Burger King Viking campaign. Alright, alright. Eat like a Viking for 30 minutes. To Valhalla! <laughs> We're gonna roll into Burger King and treat it like Valhalla, yeah. Just, Boy, this is, this is... I want David Hasselhoff to be in the Japanese Burger King commercials now. He's gotta be. Brad? Yes? I have purposefully saved a story because I, I really look forward to your reaction to it and then your thoughts on it. Alright, I'm scared. You got that look like you're about to hit me with something. I couldn't help. I couldn't stop laughing when I first read this article. <laughs> right. Only because I was waiting for this moment in my <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> HarperCollins has just signed an author. Um, her name is Cora Carmack. That doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Fuck that bitch. Well, um, I don't care about her uh, name. High six-figure deal for three books. All right. Let me tell you the plot of these books really quick oh, if no. I can. Okay. This is 
mind you, this spans a three-book arc. To write three books. What am I going to get if I follow all three books? What happened to the day when you wrote one book? And then <laughs> maybe... Maybe if you had to, you wrote another one? But honestly, you write one, how about you just write one book? How about you just write one fucking book and make it not a piece of shit? Yeah. Could anyone just please do that? Nope. <laughs> what do we got? What do we got? A 22-year-old tries to lose her virginity during her senior year of college. Three books. What? <laughs> Three books? Three. I could write that in a short story. Three pages. Three pages. Uh... Give, okay, give me that again. Give me that synopsis again. A 22-year-old... 22-year-old... Who tries to lose her virginity. Tries to lose... That's what I was making sure of. Tries to lose her virginity. During, She's trying. During her senior year of college? During her senior year of college. Oh. Um, how, how do the books go, Brad? How does the book go? How, does, how, does, how, do, how do we draw this out for three whole books? Three books? Like, that's something that, like, in life would last, like, three minutes. It's like, um, hey, hey, friends, you know, I'm a 22-year-old girl in college, my senior year. I'm considering losing my virginity. Whoa, 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 get that out of me. Hold on. <laughs> I didn't say with you. Let me finish my sentence, please. Oh, I guess never mind. Done. Ta-da. What are the rest of the books? What are the books? What's in chapter two? <laughs> what is past chapter one? Oh, we get some lead in. Yeah, I haven't had sex with anybody yet. 22, in college, senior year. Are all the other books just when she lost her opportunities to do this and just, like, failed? Is there, like, a zombie apocalypse? Is, like, are there no people? <laughs> Like <laughs> that's what it is. It's a post-apocalyptic world, and she's a senior. She was a senior in college, right. but college doesn't exist anymore. But there is no more college. There are no more. There's no more college. There's no. There's also no more Ivy League hunks running 90 around. Ninety percent of men have died. Ninety percent of men there's are dead. There's ten percent there. Those ten percent are still banging everybody. She needs to get her vaginal virginity lost and quick before right. senior, before graduation. Before graduation. How I, can she do that in three books, Brad? In a college? What? I just like. Uh, <laughs> is this Jizo shit? What's happening? No, because she's trying to lose her virginity. She's, oh. Well, that could be a weird Jesus. Oh, that's shit. that's gonna, think about oh, that for a minute. Oh, fuck this shit! That's gonna be the end of the book. She's gonna end up marrying this guy and then losing her virginity after she's married because she's the worst. Can you imagine the nightmare of being a woman um, who who wants to have sex? It's like you know what? I want to enjoy this this body I have, just life. I want to start fucking around. And being at a weird Jizo Christian school where every guy you try to make a move on is like, ah, blah, 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 Jesus. And it just um, doesn't. I mean, we all know that's, that's not a thing. Look, look, we that's all, not a thing. Okay, look, we all know that's impossible. That's physically that would, impossible. She would make a move on a dude immediately. Like, oh yeah, they'd start making out. It, I, and come on, it would escalate. Obviously, yeah, yeah. duh. I mean, we're human beings. We're right, animals. Right. Duh. No one's looking. Everyone's smiling. Whatever. Okay. That being said, though, in fiction, we tend to idealize worlds. So in a Christian fiction book, I can oh, see how that would be that thing. And she tries shit. so hard to lose her virginity during her senior year of college when she realizes, I shouldn't try to do that. I should have been looking for a man that I can marry, and then I'll lose my virginity. I should be looking for a godly man. She I should gets, be looking for a... I've been, I've been messing around with all these bad boys that just wanted one thing that I wanted to give them, but I guess I didn't give them for two, two and a half months. And I'm so thankful that God put it on my oh. heart to not do that. Oh, he, he wrote it right into my heart. He wrote it right in there. There's going to be a lot he, of close he, he, calls. He, he spent a lot of time writing into my heart. Not so much time preventing hurricanes or <laughs> famine or war. Senseless war and 
uh, genocide. I mean, Israel, oh, by the way, Israel are, are chosen people, so they can it's, do cool. The fuck they it's cool if they murder whoever the yeah, fuck they want. Yeah, and tweet about it. Go for it. Yeah, go for it. Go ahead. Knock yourselves out, guys. Brag You're about You're my it. people. So that's what Brag God's doing. About it. That's what God's doing with his time. Yeah. He's making sure that uh, college senior girls aren't losing their virginity. <laughs> yeah. Keeping themselves pure for uh, him. Capital maybe, H. Maybe she should just kill herself in the last book. See? Because she's terrible. Look, in my mind, over the course of the three books, there's a lot of close calls. Maybe she parties a little too hard. Maybe some guys want to take advantage of her. But, of course, her, her real bows, her suitors, are going to save her from this. Right. And at the end, she has to decide which one she's going to marry before she graduates. And then she <laughs> has sex. She has <laughs> sex the night before graduation. Because that's the honeymoon night. Oh. And then they graduate together the next day. And then she becomes a stay-at-home wife. Yep. And mother of 13. That's the three art. They should give us six figures to write books. <laughs> hey, Christian Book Market, you guys know we're atheists. That doesn't matter. We're going to make you some money. We're going to call this book the worst. <laughs> the worst. A quadrilogy. Book one. <laughs> that's 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 how, that's how, Brad, this is not what I meant to bring up yet. Let's so become the SE cop of we, Christian fiction. We can do it. I, right, I right, have right. faith. Look forward to that, guys. Okay, now, but, but the real reason I bring up this book deal. Oh, no. Um... Uh, the reason, take note that I said 22-year-old uh-huh. in college. Right. Harper Collins is banking big that a new genre fiction is going to make them lots of money. They've signed this author and others uh, to kind of be their flagship, um, I guess, team. That's a terrible ship. To uh, pioneer something called new adult fiction. Oh, you fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> How dare you even read that sentence? <laughs> oh my god, these fucking assholes! New adult fiction. No. Fuck. No. <laughs> no. Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. How would you describe new adult fiction? They ask uh, Carmack. Most people are too dumb to read real books, so they usually read young adult books. So now we're going to make books that are for older than young adults, but they're still really dumb. Because people are fucking idiots and don't know how to read. Is that or, what he said? Or, oh. there, there could not be a better way to describe the turbulent years between adolescence and adulthood. That terrifying in-between. Whether you're at college or moving out on your own, or working your first full-time job, life seems to change radically overnight. And yet for most people uh, in that age You mean living your life? Yeah. Things change when you're living your life. Things change when you're living your life on your own. And yet for most people in the age group between 18 and 25-ish, you're still not completely on your own. Yes, you are! That's when you're you're on your own! Um, your parents are still a large part of your life. You're you're not a child anymore, but you're also not quite an adult. You you may call yourself an adult. Because you're an adult. As will others. But deep down inside, you are petrified because you don't feel like one. And I'm writing books to target you as an I'm writing books that target that, that insecurity about being an adult. Fuck off. Young adult books are about surviving adolescence. <laughs> surviving adolescence. Oh, and coming of fuck. age. New adult is about how to live life after that. So we get this one group of books that are for kids that it's about surviving. And this is about after surviving. Cool. Cool. That sounds yeah. great. New adult is the, I'm officially an adult. What now? Maybe I should consider fucking eventually. <laughs> well, look, that's a pretty big, that's a pretty big step. Buy these three books and read about it first. 
I'm 37 years old, and I'm considering having sex for the first time. I'm an attractive woman with a promising <laughs> career. But I'm just, I'm not sure if I feel like an adult yet. Really, bitch? Because you're almost dead. You're a 36-year-old woman. I don't know if I should have sex yet. I've got a great career, lots of money, and I'm really friendly and somehow bizarrely relatable in all scenarios to all people, except these bad people that don't like me. I'm considering having sex for the first time. <laughs> but will I be able to? Probably Before not. my child graduates from high school? <laughs> Wait, your child? Well, I, 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 mean, I adopted... My second... Yeah. I adopted a child. Yeah, my adopted child graduated college. <laughs> I adopted a child. Um, They've had a child there. I'm a grandmother, but I'm considering having sex for the first time. <laughs> my grandma... God, Grandma, you haven't had sex yet? I'm 53 years old. I have a great career, but I feel like I'm just really getting into the prime of my life. I'm considering having sex for the first time. My adopted child and grandchild, they're both doing well. And, and they're, they're encouraging they're, they're you. They're encouraging they're me. They're encouraging you. They're saying I should give it a shot. I'm just not sure. You haven't had sex yet, Grandma? No, never got around to it. I was so busy trying to survive life. <laughs> you know that's what it's all about, surviving. Can we please write this book? <laughs> yes. I want to write this book. Because in my book. mind, I jumped from when you said 36 <laughs> to 53, yes. meaning she failed at 36. <laughs> well, those are the different she, books. Yeah. The first book, okay, we start off, we write a young adult book. And then, we, <laughs> then we write this, whatever, this new, what is this new category? New adult fiction. New adult fiction. Then we write uh, mid-adult fiction. Then we write late adult fiction. Yeah. Then we write dying fiction. Dying fiction for the old yes. olds. And then we write ghost fiction. That's all about the afterlife. Post-life. I never got around to sex during life. I died at the age of 98. Virgin. Never got around to the sex thing. Hear a lot of good things about it. But I'm not sure if I'm ready. I spent so long trying to survive that when I finally died, <laughs> there was so much left undone. Now I'm a ghost. Now I'm and a I'm ghost. And I'm looking to get laid. And I'm looking to learn about love. Can you imagine how horrible... In the afterlife. Le <laughs> we just call it Fiction Nights. <laughs> a new genre called Fiction Nights. Ghost grandma's trying to have sex for the first time. That's a fucking nightmare. That's, that's nightmare fiction, too. Mm -hmm. I, we're going to mix genres. God, I cannot imagine a worse a worse ghost to be haunted by than an old grandma ghost trying to have sex. Well, why can't first you, time. Why can't you pass on? Well, funny thing you should mention that. I'm still a virgin. Whoa. Like, like for real? Oh, well. How, when did you die? You know what? I mean, but seriously, but again, it's just saying that. I'm like, uh, who wouldn't bang a ghost? <laughs> a ghost like if a, if, a, if a ghost lady rolled in and was like, excuse me, I need to have sex and I'm a ghost. I'm like, well, all right, I guess. Never had sex with a ghost. Might as well. <laughs> you could be the first human to have sex with a ghost. It's a story, I guess. It's an it's adventure. <laughs> It'll help me with my new adult fiction. <laughs> Brad, I'm sorry. I, I, I let you know that this is in the world. My new post-adult fiction. I was trying to shield you for a week, oh. mainly for my own entertainment, but this exists, man. Like, When does it end? When, when does it end? I don't know. It's going to be... Like, is there a new post-adult fiction? 
Is adult fiction become a, a, a genre? Are we just gonna get rid of just like the broad term of fiction and just be like, okay, now for those people who just got out of new, who are now adults, you have adult fiction and we label it so, which is different than other types of fiction. <clears throat> I don't get it, dude. I don't get it. How about we just write good books and stop making shit? Yeah. How about that? Could we just do that, please? Is it a cat? Dude, it's, it's crazy. I mean, why do we have to have a, a section in the bookstore, even if it's just categorizing, like, all right, this, these books take place at this time period during people's lives or these characters' lives. Ugh. That's just weird. I... Listen, you're incompetent. Um, mm. You're incapable of, of making choices or evaluating things for yourself, yeah. which I'm believing more, to, more and more to be true every day of my life. Um, <clears throat> so what we're going to do is we're going to create a market just for you that's going to be so bizarrely specific it's gonna be right to you and you're going to like it because you don't know how to evaluate things mm. Ta-da! people don't know between the difference between good and bad anymore that's the problem people do not know how to evaluate quality that is a wonderful statement to say because it's true it's true yeah brad hit it right on the head with that um do, does this call into account taste maybe as well i mean that maybe go beyond just this is good and this is bad, but it always boggles my mind when someone says, "Oh, this is good," or you know, like, "Oh, this is so great." They have no breadth of and knowledge. They have no idea what. It's because people know. don't actually read shit. People don't. People don't know how to evaluate books because people don't read books. Are they like only read a certain type of book, and they're really reading the same book over and over again? There's no broad exposure to a larger, <sighs> I guess, breadth of culture. Oh, but no, but I did all that stuff in school. Did you? Did you? Because I, I gotta say, most of the people I knew in school didn't read shit. Mm -mm. And if they did, they read like an, as much as they had to for the class just to digest the information for the class. Terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Anyone who says their favorite books are books that they read in college, I'm like, all right, well, you're not a, you don't read. Yeah, you don't. You, you don't read. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, no, it's not fine. I mean, it's not fine at all. It's not fine at all, but. Yeah. It's fine in the fact that, oh, okay, it's fine. I know that I'm not. Continue this conversation yeah. any farther. It, it helps because me, it's useless. It helps me realize how I should talk to you mm -hmm. or interact and engage with you. It tells yeah. me what level you're on. Oh, okay, okay, you're one of those. Defo. Your favorite books? Are, oh, The Kill a Mockingbird. That's sweet. That's mm -hmm. cute. Sure. Um, but yeah, man, keep an eye out for new adult fiction, and also keep a lookout. Maybe me and Brad may be working for a six-figure deal. I don't know. Looking for to those, write, getting all those figures. Yeah, to for, write to write post-adult fiction. Yeah. We're gonna carry this out. We're gonna if if it's gonna happen, Brad, why not do it on our terms? Right. And be the people who are on the forefront making that money. And uh, <laughs> well, okay, not we're also se cupping the uh, yeah. the the entire uh, literary uh, world. Yeah, we're Defo. gonna we're gonna beat them at their own game. Defo. You want different genres of fiction? Well, guess what? Got them. We got tons. Are you, are you in that awkward area um, between 37 and 42 when you're just not really sure what your life is? You, you've, you've, you've made it in life, you're an adult, but you still feel like, ah, I don't know. Yeah. Something's not quite right. I mean, am I've I, got the checklist right here of adulthood. Am I, am you're am all I, checked. I don't feel any different. Am I where I thought I would be? Am I? Uh, what about my future? Uh, and what about what? my romantic interest in this future? Uh, and what about sex? Should I try that? <laughs> <laughs> Should I try it for the first no. time? We are gonna make so much money, and we're going to. Okay, wait. Here, here's, here's the here, here's here's the pitch. All right. <clears throat> Carol Ryan is your average forty-two-year-old girl. She's just getting started in life, just finding her footing. But there's two things she's never tried: chocolate milkshakes and sexual congress. Huh? Huh? 
Are you biting yet? Join us for a six-book arc as she discovers who she really is. <laughs> and what's the deal with these milkshakes? Can the book just be called Milkshakes with a question mark? <laughs> milkshakes? What's her name? Carol... Carol Ryan. Carol Ryan. The Carol... The Carol Ryan. <laughs> Escapage, journal, I, it could be anything. The Carol Ryan misfortune. <laughs> oh. Just just book after book of disappointment. Ugh, terrible. I do love... Dude, I cannot wait to write my adopted child. My adopted child's <laughs> child is having sex. But I can't talk to her about it. I have trouble talking to mom about this stuff, Grams. But I'll talk to you about it. When would you have sex for the first time? I didn't know what to say. I'm losing my virginity with my granddaughter. <laughs> She's 16. I'm 49. We're both getting on the pill. And both learning about love for the first time. And, chapter, and then chapter ends with, and then she said, hey, Grandma, you want to go grab a milkshake? I didn't know what to say. <laughs> What do you think? What do you think is more difficult, um, an attractive, uh, well, seemingly well-adjusted woman losing her virginity in college, or, or getting a chocolate milkshake at any hour of the day? <laughs> what would be harder? What would be more difficult? I have gone. I remember in childhood going to various places and asking for ice cream for sex. <laughs> and I said, nah, but here's some ice cream. No, 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 no. I remember going to places, establishments as a child and then being saying, oh, our ice cream machine's broken or something. So in my mind, it's a lot harder to get a good <laughs> quality milkshake than it is to just fuck. Yes, definitely. I mean, it's, I mean, come on. I decided to write a Craigslist ad interested in trying a chocolate milkshake for the first time. <laughs> what I got back was not what I anticipated. Though it did answer the question, it didn't answer my other question. All right, all right, Carol, you dumb bitch. <laughs> the dumb bitch sagas. <laughs> Book one, milkshake. Carol Ryan, the dumbest bitch? Question mark. <laughs> yeah, Harper Collins. Um, if you need more genres of fiction and/or other. If you just have six figures, you just want to give people. Brad and I are here. Um, we would love to write some fiction for just you. Just drop it in my bank account. Yeah. Please. Help Thank us. You. Help you. Help the world. Help us take the world down a notch. I do have friends who, when I told them that as a joke, telling them, guess what? New adult fiction is a thing. Thought, well, that makes sense. Yeah, that's actually a good idea. Your friend. Alex, your friends are the worst people. <laughs> You have the worst friends! Now, I will say, like we've said before, as young adults... Are these the same friends that have Yahoo as, as their <laughs> homepage? No, this is a different... These okay. are different friend groups. Is this a librarian? No, this is... I don't know what she would think of this. No, I, I would love. I think bitch. I will ask her next time I see Please her. Please ask her, and make sure you have a microphone hidden on you. <laughs> Tape record that shit. What'd you press in your... No, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I, she, she won't know. Bitch is too dumb to know. <laughs> How many pages does it take before you're not interested in... How many books does it take before you're not interested in a multi-arc saga? How many books until you're tired of learning about this old broad trying to lose her virginity? They can't figure it out. Three books. I will kill you. All the books. I will kill that bitch. Brad, let's let's dial it back. Let's, you know, I'm just tired of the world sometimes. Um, Me too. Goodbye. Farewell. <laughs> <laughs> 
How about we learn about ourselves? Let's do it. How about we learn about each other? It's okay. Guys, get ready. Get a pen and pen pencil out, or just get your memory cur ready to get these down. We are about to take some Cosmo Girl quizzes. All right, all right. Brad, are you a sucker? Am I a sucker? Take this quiz to find out whether you're a born BS detector or the butt of everyone's practical joke. Oh no! Egg on my face! Keep track, we're gonna get points racked up. Um, there's three answers to each of these questions, Brad, and six questions, so let's find out if you're a sucker. Okay. Question one. I believe that. Oh no. Uh, Are you a decent liar? A, no, I'm terrible at it. B, I'm okay, sometimes I can pull it off. Or C, yes, sometimes I even do it just for fun. What? Which one, Brad? Um, boy, those choices are harsh. Are you a liar? B or C? No, I'm terrible at it. I guess C, sure. Yeah, sometimes I do it for fun. Sometimes just for fun. Because I feel like B is like, sometimes I can pull it off. Like, I feel like, no, if I want to tell a lie, it's going to be solid, rock yeah, solid. There's... But, I like, for kicks, I mean... They're imposing some volition on you yeah. as far as, like, your intentions I feel, of... I feel like oh, Cosmo yeah. Girl is already judging me, and I haven't even completed the quiz. What we can learn from Cosmo Girl is all girls are liars, because to this question, everyone's a liar. Which everyone is a liar, let's be honest. Everyone. Point. I mean, Everybody lies a little sometimes. Yes, sometimes. I even do it just for fun. So your answer is C on there. C. C all I'll do the it way. for fun. I'll do it for fun. Hey, Alex, guess what? What? I just won the lottery. <laughs> Brad, that's a tall tale. All right, question two. Have you ever been the victim of an April Fool's joke? <laughs> the victim of an April... I was the victim of an April Fool's joke. A, every year. B, sure, but I've always gotten my friends back. C, I don't fall for them. I plan them. <laughs> How about D? No one's pulled an April Fool's joke since 1972. Well, I, I they don't have a D here. Uh, give me C. C. I pulled I pulled some capers in my day. Oh yeah, I've been <laughs> the victim of said capers before. I, mine may be sure. What did what caper did I pull on you? Didn't you put like garlic powder on my toothbrush once? I did put garlic powder. Didn't even one. notice it, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Like I was, I thought, well, this tastes a little weird, but eh. Yeah. And Brad was like. You didn't notice that? Yeah, that's true. Hey, man, it's it, it was a good. It would be like it diviners when like all hell broke loose with prank war, and by prank war it means I'd like I goofed two people and bitches got flipped out over it. When people don't expect pranks, they get a little they're suckers and they. How fight. dare you! You can't write drama because you are drama. <laughs> First of all, bitch, I write some crazy awesome dramas. Second of all, award winning. You're the worst. Critically acclaimed, and you're the worst. Defo. All right, so C for C. Okay, guys. Question three. A radio station calls and says you want a car. You say A. Cool! What kind? B. Cool. B. Mm, okay. How'd that happen? Because radio stations aren't a thing anymore. R. C. Who is this? <laughs> Who is this? What are you saying? We know from this question that a legitimate radio station has called you and oh. says you want a car. And your answer is Who is this? Who is this? Uh, I think it's B. What was the B? What was B again? Mm, okay. How'd that happen? Yeah, I'm gonna say that okay. because radios. How do radio stations have enough money for a car? I have no idea. Ridiculous. And for and how did a radio station get my phone number? Question four. When did you stop believing in the tooth fairy? When I stopped believing in the tooth fairy. A. You mean there's no tooth fairy? Oh no. <sighs> Cosmo quiz is outing people. B. Between the ages of six and twelve years old. <laughs> C. 
under six years old. Between the ages of six and twelve, into my young adult fiction phase. Six and twelve. Between six and twelve? Who are these dum-dums? I'm twelve years old. Uh, yeah, me and my grandma, we lost our virginity. <laughs> um, but uh, I still believe in that tooth fairy. Still believe in the tooth fairy. Already lost my virginity. Grandma hasn't yet. She has lost her teeth, though. <laughs> I've lost my teeth, but now I need to lose my virginity. <laughs> Book six. <laughs> she just can't lose her virginity. Just can't. Can't do it. Every 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 turn she's thwarted. No Every thanks. goddamn turn. Ah. Brad, can I? Is it safe to assume that C is your under the age of C, six? Yes. I mean, yeah. Come yes. on. Come on. It's a tooth fairy. Uh, so C C no C C B C. Okay. Uh, question five, guys. We're almost there. How many times have you forwarded a chain email? That question itself bothers me and offends me. Wow, we still got those. Those still a thing, huh? Hey, tons of times. And where's my money? <laughs> what? Who are these A people? Like, I want to meet someone that's like full out A. Yeah. Tooth fairy, for realsies. <laughs> who's actually, who's legitimately and honestly circling A? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure, so, yeah. Where's, I, I mean, like, I've been filling all these out. Um, I've been banking on this. I'm kind of far in debt because I've just been waiting for those checks to roll in from these Nigerian princes. Hey, Mom. Yeah, I'm doing good this morning. It's just I'm taking this Cosmo quiz, and I was hung up on this Tooth Fairy question. Do people really think, stop believing in Tooth Fairy at six? I mean, she's real, right? Like, I mean, mm. it's the Tooth Fairy. We need to have a talk. What? I'm adopted. <laughs> <laughs> Grandmother's a virgin. And there's no tooth fairy. Uh, oh. <laughs> Welcome to the Dumbs family. Carol Dumbs is the Dumbs family books. The Dumbs family. Um. Okay. So I. Okay. Tons. Where's my money? Is the first one. Miss Dooms. Uh, it's Dumbs. Thank you. Um. B. A few times, but then I realized they're hoaxes. And C. Once. Well, sorry, what was the, read the question again? Oh, I'm sorry. How many times have you forwarded a chain email? Okay. A, tons of times, where's my money, bitch? B, a few times, but uh, then I realized they were hoaxes. And C, once, all the way to my delete box. <laughs> my delete box? <laughs> Cosmo quiz. Cosmo girl quiz, guys. <laughs> then I do, then I send it to my delete box. I have a separate email account called my delete box. It's <laughs> Carol's delete box at yahoo.com. <laughs> Carol Dumb's delete box at... At yahoo.com. At hotmail.com. That's where I forward them to. Yes. And been there. There's tons of chain emails just waiting in there. <laughs> I forgot the password. Oh, E, the worst. The C, then, I'm assuming. Sure. All the way to that delete box. Put in my delete box. Okay, this is the last one, Brad. All right. A guy doesn't call after he says he will. Okay. You think, A, he must have a girlfriend, or else he's lost my number. B, he's too nervous or too busy to call. Too nervous or too busy? Too nervous. I'm too nervous. I'm too nervous to call. I'm never going to call her again. That's how you don't have sex when you're 63. Yes. You're too nervous to call people. I'm too nervous to call. I was going to try to have sex with that dude, but then I got too nervous Ooh. and I didn't call. C, he never meant to call in the first place. C people live in reality. Yeah. C people... <laughs> God, if anyone has been following along and they've answered anything other than than C or B on that one question, 
Um, <laughs> the one question you answered me. Well, because that was it was the wording of the question purely about the oh, radio yeah. stations. Oh yeah. Come on. So C, he never meant to call in the first place. Yeah. All right. So all C's and one B. All right, guys, give yourself one point for each A, two for each B, and three for each C, but I can already tell, Brad, because of your overwhelming C's, that you are super cynical. Cynical? Yep. You mean realistic? Nope. You're super cynical, Brad. You look at everything with a detective's eye for suspicious details. That's not what cynical means. And while it's good not to believe everything you hear, you might be second-guessing things for no good reason, Brad. I don't think so, Cosmo Dumb's book. Try to put some trust in people. Nope. Well, get, what are the what are the other uh, what, what are we, for our A for the A's that are not listening? Brad, please try to put some trust in people. Ugh. You'll find you have more energy left to enjoy life when you're not always scrutinizing it. Trust us. No. Cosmo Girl, I can say no. I don't trust you, Cosmo Girl. I read these questions to Brad. No. Please, what, is the, what does it say about A? Um, <laughs> a, let's, let's go with it first. Guys, give if up. you scored between 15 and 18, you're super cynical with Brad. You're also living in reality, because yeah. I would also be that. A, I hope you're pretty. Um, <laughs> if you score between tw- 10 and 14, um, radar... Okay, if you score between 10 and 14 points, you are radar-ready gullible? Not really. But but you're no cynic either. You like trusting people and giving them the benefit of the doubt, but you're good at knowing when someone's trying to pull one over on you. Nah. You've got an exceptional ba- uh, you've got an exceptionally balanced ability to figure out when something isn't quite right, but to also accept things as they are whenever you can. And if you Good w- for you, Smarty. And if you believe that description, <laughs> then you score between six and nine <laughs> points, and you're also easily fooled. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, I thought, okay. You're so trusting that you take everything at face value. That's a nice thing, because it means you always look for the good in everyone. But it could get you into trouble. Constantly. Because people might find that you're a good target for a little pranks. And many other things. You don't have to... Be- you don't have to be the fall guy, though. Just be a little more suspicious when things sound too good to be true. It often means they are. Congratulations, Brad, on being very cynical. That's not cynical. That's not cynical at That's all. That's not what that means. Cosmo quiz girl. You don't know words. But we have realized that we both live in reality. We do. Alex. But, guys. Yes, go ahead, Brad. I'm sorry. Alex, we may both live in reality. Okay. But there's a better, larger question that needs to be asked. And that, Alex, is... <clears throat> Do you have a sixth sense? Oh, guys. Alex, I want to find out if you've got special ESP powers. Oh. Just waiting to be developed. All right, guys, this is... Oh, all right. All right. <clears throat> hey, Alex. Okay. Ever wake up just before your alarm? All the time. A, I barely wake up after the alarm has been blaring for ten minutes. Mm. B, occasionally. But it usually just means I have to pee. C, definitely. I always wake up before my alarm clock goes off. I always wake up before your alarm goes off. Doesn't help. I'm still late to almost everything that I go to, but I mean... True, very true. I always... It's always weird. I set multiple alarms. I always wake up, turn all of them off, and go back to sleep. It's almost like you know you're going to be late. I know. It's like you know you're going to be... You're, you know somehow... I'm not, so the question... Yeah, the answer is C. The answer C, is C. C, definitely. Okay. All the time. Two. How often do you experience deja vu? All every day. A. Never. B. It happened once or twice. C. I could swear you've asked me this before. 
And I know we've asked this question before to each other. I'm going to go with B on that one. So B. C and a B. All right, all right. Deja vu, by the way, is, well, scientifically, it's where synapses get caught. It doesn't matter. Go ahead. Do you believe in the power of tarot cards? <laughs> a, no more than my old Uno deck. B, not really, but they can be insightful. Hmm. C, of course. Want to see my deck? Now, this is a loaded question. I have to go with A, mm -hmm. just like my old Uno cards, because I don't believe in the power of tarot cards. But having been in tarot card readings before, they are a hilarious treat. And you I, can I, also... I want you, I want you to tell me, what can these little cards tell you that you can't learn in the good, in the good Lord's Bible? Just, just tell me what these cards can tell you. And they're awesome in the fact that it is something that will con people or, like, coax people who, um... Con people. Yeah, con people. Um, into just divulging all this information onto you. Yeah. Um, what does this card, Three of Cups, mean? Now it's in the house of, oh my god! I hate my life. I'm so lonely. I'm still a virgin and I'm sleeping. <laughs> I mean, if you just lay down two or three cards, these people just divulge your life yes. to you. So my, my my the question I want the answer I want is B. No, but they're very interesting or insightful or whatever because they can be. But because I know but what do the you question, believe? but the, yeah, the do question. Do you believe yeah. in the power of tarot cards? And with that qualifier, I have to go with A. They're just tarot cards are the new Uno cards or right. the old Uno cards, I should say. Four. How do you usually make decisions? Question mark. Hmm. I think them through using pros and cons. B, I base them on logic, unless my heart tells me not to. Mm. Or C, I go with my gut. A, A all the time, <laughs> yeah. ever. Unless my heart tells me not to. I know. Until my heart stops and I have a heart attack and I can't make decisions for myself. <laughs> I'm in the back of an emergency vehicle. My heart's talking to me and I'm dead. I trust my gut? Ugh. No. Ugh. If I trusted my gut, no. No. Yeah, your gut doesn't tell you things. Your gut doesn't tell your heart and your gut don't tell you things. Your brain doesn't tell you things either, really. Yeah. I, if you want to be, yeah, yeah. You want to get down to it. So you but you can think through using pros and cons. All right, exactly. All right. All right. So uh, so far, let's see. We got a we got a C, a B, and two, and two A's. A's. All right, mm. we're all over the board. All over the board, guys. We're all over the board. Sixth sense. <laughs> <laughs> Little Haley Joel Osment. You're all over this board. Five. Can you finish your friend's sentences? A. Only when I'm listening to her tell the same story for the 200th time. Fuck you, Sally. <laughs> Sally's really needy. I, I'm there for her. B. Now and then. C. All the, the time? time? Oh my god! Um, I guess A? <laughs> sure. Though I have, there are often times when I'll be with people and... You know how... Wanting to murder them. You know, um, uh, just, you know, to satisfy that monster that dwells within me. No. It tells me to... I was trying to finish your sentence. I'm oh, yeah. See, we... we no. You don't, you don't have the sixth sense, Brad. I but don't have it. I'm it is a regular occurrence where, you know how people will have, like, social signifiers or stuff where, like, you'll talk with someone and someone will say something. Now, to make people com feel comfortable sometimes, you know, you kind of mirror their body language or mirror their expressions. As friends, this naturally organically happens, uh, just from a scientific point. To where there's a lot of people or friends group that I hang out with that I actually will say things at the exact same time they do, anticipating they're going to say it. And it's always like, ooh, weird. But no, I mean, there's a scientific explanation for that. So all the time would not 
the B wouldn't be a bad one, but then again, I'm reading too much into it. A is obviously the one. A, that that a. bitch just won't shut up about Sally! this goddamn thing. Sally! No Sally, one... break up with him. He's bad news. No one cares! He's not going to have sex with you. Break up with him. Six. Ever met someone you felt like you knew? Mm. A. Oh, please. That doesn't happen. B. Yeah, I think I know what you mean. R.C. <laughs> I guess I know what that means. RC. It was like it was like that when I met my best friend. <gasps> um, I'm gonna go with A. I almost wanna go B here, but again, not for the reasons the Cosmo quiz. I, I, don't, I, I couldn't. I personally, I couldn't go B because I don't know what they mean. I, yeah, but ever met someone you felt like you knew? But this that yeah, maybe I knew them. Maybe I forgot their name. But yeah, it's like well. Do I know you? Yeah, we met like three times. We yeah. went. At, we met at Sally's party. Oh, fuck Sally. I hate her. I hate her too. <laughs> oh my god, we're like best friends. <laughs> Sally's bringing people together. She's forever alone. Uh, we have to go with A though. We have to yeah. go with A. Yeah. So uh, C, B, and then a slew of A's. And right? And then a grip of A's. But All is right. it going to be enough to keep me under? I don't know what category it is. Oh. So it's what's? How do we score this one? Um, it's three for each. Three points for each C. So I have so three points for that one. Nine, I'm guessing two for 12, B. And then 13, 14, there were four 15, questions after that. 15 points in total, Alexander. I had 15 points? There were six questions, right? It's three points for the C. Three, six, nine, 12. I only answered one B, right? If there's six questions, that means I had four and then two and then three. My score would be nine, wouldn't it? it oh, sorry, I was, oh yeah, I was I was adding wrong, sorry. I, I was giving three for A's and then, okay. Rabbit's so trying to put me in a category I wasn't in. I was putting it What's in that backwards, about? backwards category. <laughs> That's six cents, not working in you, friend. Sorry. All right, sorry. so I scored nine, ladies and gentlemen, again. Yeah, nine. Three for C's, two for B's, one for A's. Yes. So I am, what am I? Well, Alex. Clairvoyant? Well, Haley Joel Osmonds, um, between six and nine, you're the prince of pragmatism. I'm a prince. I'm you're royalty. A prince. You're a prince. You've become royalty. The way you see it, just read it as it is read. I, I know it's going to be hard. <clears throat> Listen, prince. <laughs> oh, Sheila, the way you see it, if God meant for you to have a third eye, false lashes would come in packs of three. <laughs> you're sensible and logical. But don't ignore your inner feelings. Mm. They may actually be trying to help. We're not saying to drop your rational sense altogether. But practice listening to your gut. Buy the first candy you're drawn to, even if you've never tried it before. Skip a street that gives you the creeps. Soon, you'll see that a sixth sense is a totally practical tool. What? <laughs> I mean, that is describing me. I... Yeah. I mean, there you go. The worst. I was on the high scoring end of that, so I was almost the middle You category. were almost, you almost lost your title and became extra perceptive. Oh, that's... That's a downgrade. Mediocre, you mean? 10 to 14 points, you're extra perceptive. Your rational side may tell you you're just a girl with good instincts. But <laughs> <laughs> give your intuition some credit. It's real. Next time you got a dilemma, like a red versus black prom dress... Try this. Hmm. Say the say the sensible option out loud. The black dress, it's cheaper. Feel disappointed? You'll know in your heart you want the other. It'll make you happier in the long run. But what? trusting your instincts and your intellect, well, you'll get the best of both worlds. I want to roll into any type of, like, um, whether it's a clothing store or even the grocery store and see someone just looking at the shelves and then say something like, 
Um, Golden Grahams, it's cheaper. And then see their reaction. Pretzels, they're cheaper. Less, it's healthier. Oh, and then grabbing like a box of donuts. Like a, a bag of lettuce or a box of donuts. And then you run out crying. Yeah. <laughs> or smiling because they're like, oh, yeah, I got the donuts. I, I'm going to be happy in the long run. It's not my cheat day yet. <laughs> Is it cheat day? It's not cheat day yet. But it's cheat day. Yeah. Um, so. So, Alex, wow! I, let's let's if if you had really if you are really tuned into your third eye, connecting to the universe on all points, you would have me. fifteen to eighteen points, and you would be totally tuned in. <laughs> okay. Who needs a magic eight ball with you around? Question mark exclamation point. You're the type who takes a different road to the mall, only to hear later that there was a huge wreck on your usual route. What? And when it comes to guys, you can spot a player a mile away. But just because your gut tells you to do something doesn't mean it's always right. Otherwise, we'd all have hitchhiked to the corn show. <laughs> it's awesome to hear you read these things. Dated references of the early knots, just like the corn show. Try making a pro and con list to evaluate risk. But then, you knew we were going to say that, didn't you? Ah! Please tell me the what it was actually in there. I wish. Guys, we've learned something. That is the Cosmo quiz book. I am a prince of pragmatism. Hello, prince. Um, uh, you can get, you can rise. What was yours? You were super cynical. I'm Again, super cynical. Not Bullshit. exactly what a sucker is. Bullshit. I'm not a sucker, though. I ain't no sucker. You no hear sucker. me, prince? <laughs> I hear ya. I hear ya. You hear me, revolution? <laughs> Guys, I hope you enjoyed learning about yourselves just as much as we learned about learning about us. Indeed. And vice versa. Um, uh, let us know what you did on the quiz. I mean, feel free to like phone in and let us know. We'll give you that number at the end of the show. But Let us know, suckers. But it's really awesome that we did these quizzes mm -hmm. leading into what we're about to get into. So let's check in with our pal, Mr. Belvedere. Streets on the China never mattered before. Who cares? Brad? Um, like in every episode, you will have a minute to summarize this episode of Belvedere called The Spelling Bee. All right, all right. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Three, two, one, go! All right, it is The Spelling Bee. Little Wesley T is a spelling champ genius, but one problem, there's a girl that's aiming for him. She wants to take him out. She wants to be the Spelling Bee winner. So what's she going to do? She's going to go for a love con. Love and a love con? Oh, no! But not really, because she's just a cold-hearted bitch. She's going to fuck him over. She tells him all kinds of lies. My mom works in a coal mine because we're poor. The only thing that would give her any joy is me winning a spelling bee. Guess what? It's all a lie. Wesley T falls for it. Oh, my gosh, he was fooled. But guess what's going on with the family this week? Budget problems. They're terrible with money. I guess that's why they bought a butler. Um, whatever. Mr. Belvedere's now in charge of the money and everyone's fucked. They gotta give up their credit cards. They get chump change. They can't survive like that. All hell's breaking loose. They can't do it. Shit gets weird in the end. Seriously. Spelling bee. 47 seconds. Nice, nice, nice. It was a simple episode. But it was fucking weird. Plum bananas. <laughs> So much insanity happens in this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. First, Marsha is... What's the... Lumberama is the name of the store that George is frequents all the time? Yeah. Marsha has so many receipts, she's going through the books. Just like, um, Lumberama. And she's, like, punching numbers just rapidly into a calculator. Lumberama, Lumberama. Yeah, and then Lumberama. George comes in with a chainsaw. Thankfully, it's not on. It's like, hey, look what I got! 
It's a chainsaw! Got a view of it in a half in less than a minute. Let me guess, Lumberama. Correct. Boop, boop, boop. Um, first of all, mm -hmm. Marsha's hair still is insane and ridiculous, but she's also paired with her crazy, um, I'm reading things glasses now. Her giant lenses on her, her face. Her giant. These red rims. Yeah. At that point, I mean, glasses tech back then, I know they had like thick and thin lenses, but... Surely just the large lens was a fashion trend. Yeah. You didn't need the lens to be that big. No, surely not. That was, those are terrible. And you imagine with that hair? Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, I know we commented on the hair last episode, but I feel this episode, it was a little bit more out of control. I can't tell if it's just layered bangs or if it really is a mullet. I, Either way, it's not good. It is, it is a world, it is an ecosystem unto itself. But... Here's the other thing. Like, if that wasn't killing me enough, mm -hmm. the real panic attack sets in for me. It's seeing all these checks that she's going through, the canceled checks while she's doing the budget, balancing checkbooks and using an adding machine with the tape. I'm like, oh my god, this is old times! <laughs> Look at these Stone Age prehistoric humans! Prehistoric humans. Like, what is this? I mean, I, I've had checkbooks in my life. I don't have a checkbook currently. Like... Anything like I would have to use a check for, I'll just go get a fucking money order because I'm not dealing with checkbooks in my life anymore. It's 2012. Fuck that shit. The future's here. We don't need checks. I mean, you take my card, you go digital, or I'll go get a money order if I have to. I ain't using a goddamn fucking check. Dude, I don't like using cash. Um, I've been to many places where if they don't take like plastic or like digital money, I just don't do it. I'm like, eh, sorry, yeah, not interested. Which kind of people always give me that look of like you jerk. It's just cash. But I'm thinking, no, it's it's the future. I don't want to use cash, so I'm not going to. I'm yeah. not going to support your establishment until you get it. Yeah. That little credit card cube that you can put into an iPhone or an iPad is free. Yeah. They just take off like a very small percentage. Get that at the very least. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. I'm sorry, but it's just I was at the symphony once, and I was trying to buy a drink, and they didn't take, they only took cash, Ooh. and there was no way to get cash at the symphony. So I was like, all right, fuck it. Sorry. Bye. Bye. Farewell. Come to the future with us. Yeah. Am I in the past? Did I step through a temporal vortex? Oh, no. Not the vortex. Ah, uh, the vortex. In the future, you will use things like digital money and cards instead uh, of this paper. Terrible. Uh, but I mean, like... Are the trees still outside? <laughs> I'm going to do that next time someone says we, we don't take credit cards. I'm going to pretend I'm from the future. <laughs> That's going to be fun. I hope you were there for that, friend. Yes. Yes. Oh, it's just, like, the whole, like, I'm, like, I don't know, like, uh, like, doing... Working out a budget on paper, like, I gotta crunch the numbers, I gotta balance the checkbook. Yo, guys, you don't even know. You Ain't no you, one got time for that. I don't even, like, devoting time to that. Um, How about I just log on to the bank website and see what I'm working with? Yeah. Yeah, that looks good. Yep, did all those things. That went through. Great. Awesome. Oh. Done. This terrifies me. But they're like, oh, we're spending way too much money. Yeah. Yeah, you guys spend way too much money. You have an English butler. You live, you live in a two-story house in the suburbs. Your husband's a he's, a... he's a sports writer? And you're going to school. And you got a grip of kids that just burn money and don't do shit. I just assumed that his sports writing job got them a lot of money. But I guess it doesn't. It can't get you that much. Well, it does. How much would you pay to... I mean, I know this was back when people bought newspapers. Which is another yeah. thing that's... I mean... Like, this is an artifact. Yeah. I love watching Belvedere and Saved by the Bell because they are, they're windows into very different yeah. time periods, and they're only removed by, like, half a decade. Yeah. 
We so, were alive yeah, during this. We were chilled. 86 is when Belvedere is happening, right? Or 87? I don't remember. But um, yeah, I think we're regardless. Okay. Yeah, 86, yeah. 87-ish. Late 80s, and then Save with the Bells in the early 90s. Yeah. I, but all so up much in, changes. All up in, all up in our, uh, the prime real estate for our young adult lives. Oh, yeah. Um, so what's crazy is that they are spending like hundreds of dollars on just random things. Yeah. George is buying chainsaws. Uh, ground mortar machine things. Um, what else did he buy? There a snowblower. A snowblower? And he said, well, I didn't get the riding one. But he's spending 300 100 That's real money in the 80s. Like, 100 bucks in the 80s yeah. is a lot. Gauge for inflation. But so 300 now, money. I mean, that's some money. Like, yeah, George, yeah. like, you can go buy you can go buy yourself, like, an iPad. Quite true. So a snowblower was the iPad. Of the Well, it would be more than that. It would be, uh, I guess, an, an off-network iPad. I'm, I'm, I'm adjusting, but I know right, that right, in the right. 80s it was more money. Yeah. You could buy more with 300 bucks than you can now. Yeah. So that's interesting. So for the 80s, they're just really bad at managing their money. Mm-hmm. But Marsha, she's been spending a lot of money on makeup, Brad. Yeah. Really, Mr. Belvedere's writers? <laughs> really? She got a free tote bag, though. Um, She spent $150 on makeup. Really? Really? She needs to spend $150 on a new haircut. Yeah. And glasses. Or contacts. Seriously. I don't care if they're hard lenses. It's the 80s. You gotta go that extra mile. I had hard contact lenses when I first got contacts. Were they ever, like, did you ever, like, hate them? Because I've heard horror stories about them. Like, I mean, I was never that bad. Like, I mean, yeah, there were times where, like, it, like, went, like, in the corner of my eye and it was a bitch to get out. But you had, like, the little suction cup thing that would just, like, bloop. It kind of hurt. But, like, yeah, you could get it out. I remember in elementary school, our librarian, our librarian, uh, terrifying us because she told us why she was out for a couple of weeks because she got a hard contact stuck on top of her eye and she couldn't get it out and it was like super painful and they had to go in and. But the way she described it and seeing her eye all bloodshot, I was like, "Fuck that, no." Yeah. Contacts have to be horrible. I know they're great now, but yeah, they're just fine. You do what you have to do. Yeah. Do what you have to do. Definitely. It, it also reminds me of that time that, um, my freshman year of high school, when I went to church for that girl. Oh, dude. When I went to the crazy church, the crazy offshoot of the Southern Baptist. Crazy, that was too crazy for the Southern Baptist. Dude, that's, that's a, that's uh, a typical bait and switch in the South. We both know this. Yeah. Yeah. But Brad likes some crazy. Brad? I, yeah, well, I, uh, I didn't know how crazy at the time. So, like, I roll into this place, and they're like, and it was, like, the most sexist thing ever. Um, men and the women, like, sat, like, separately, separate ends of the church. Could not be seated next to each other. You wanted to sit with your girl. Like, right. right, let's sit down. Like, why am I just going to show up at this place for a few hours of my day with nowhere near you? Oh, my God. Was she a slut for Jesus? Oh, she was a slut for Jesus! <laughs> the whole sermon that day was like, now listen, oh, I want us all to pray for the women so they better respect their husbands. No, I'm not saying be cruel to your wife, but if you go out and buy yourself a shotgun, buy, uh, buy her a sewing machine, something she can use. Fuck you, you fucking fox! I almost, I almost stormed out in a huff. You should have. I should have. If if I was if I was a bit more confident, and not a young child at the time, I would have definitely made a scene. Cause that is crazy bonkers bullshit. Yeah. The worst. I don't. But it's all right. George bought a snowblower and a chainsaw. Marsha bought some makeup. It boggles. Equal. It boggles my mind that around the time of Belvedere, like in the mid '80s, maybe early '80s, mm-hmm. is when women first could really start wearing pants around and not be like, hmm, looked at as like, why the fuck are you wearing pants? You're one of those. 
Yeah. That is so weird that it's so recent. Like, in the last yeah. 30 years, women have had the right to wear pants out of all that. I know. And yet, in when we were growing up, people were still saying stuff like that. Ooh. Well, you get to buy makeup. I mean, in the 60s, it was a scandal. Yeah. In the 70s, it was given askance looks. Oh, you crazy liberal bitches. <laughs> exactly. Always and, follow up with the word bitch in yeah. your mind. And in the 80s, it was like... Alright, I guess you can wear your pants, little lady. But don't you dare expect equal pay. No. Well, the 80s they had to worry about shoulder pads, too. <laughs> That's true. I was reading an article a few days ago about um, how shoulders play a wonderful role in, like, subliminal communication, which, I, I reading it, I thought, nah, I don't know if this is on the up and up. But it was talking about how the V-shape is very pleasing to us, or, like, at least establishes dominance, and how that's why people wore uh, shoulder pads, especially the women. Yeah, like, Brad's... Brad, <laughs> I feel I'm really doing, uncomfortable I'm, right now with Brad, like, really making his shoulders prominent. Guys, what you know, I'm doing some serious shoulder work right now. Brad's doing some shoulder work. I'm doing some serious shoulder work on Alex right now. We should just we should just walk around whenever we walk around this Ramjay with our shoulders up high. Like, what's up? Hey. 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 Shoulders. We're here. Acting. Can I get a table? Doing some shoulder... Yes, sir. Oh, did you see that guy? He was really doing some shoulder work on me. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> I just gave him whatever he wanted. Sometimes women had to do that. That's what they did in the 80s. Pioneered. Women had like Marsha. Had to. It was the only way that like, they, they could be accepted for wearing pants. We're going to deflect. We're going to start wearing blazers with shoulder pads. Just give us our pants, please. Please. We were bamboozled in the 80s. They were like, I'm sure that's how we got the pants. We got the pants. Women got the pants. I don't draw a line. It's just humans and humans. That's right. how we, uh, the other humans got to wear pants. So the Owens family's having some budget issues. Yeah. I, all that to say. All that to say. This is the first 30 seconds of the show. <laughs> Um, but all of them can't manage money. Heather comes in with the most ug- the ugliest sweater I've Whoa! ever seen. And Whoa! I've seen a lot of crazy sweaters, ladies and gentlemen. That was a sweater for the ages. I will take an image and put it on the Facebook group. You have because to. That was a monster. That was like tur- that was like turtle wear. It was a turtle. Wa- yes, exactly. Yeah, turtle wear. It's almost <laughs> like its own brand. She got it from the turtle wear section. It was Weird clearly from the turtle on wear the collection. sleeves. An odd, just like human face, cartoonish, but not it. I got, and she calls it the most prettiest sweater she's ever seen. She had like an eight-bit monster sweater. Yeah, she had an eight-bit monster sweater. Was, Bowser was on her sweater. Like, you, like you could only get away with wearing that now at a party that's designed an ugly sweater party. Not even no, it, you couldn't even wear it to an ugly sweater party. They'd be like, "All right, try hardy." You would have to be an overachiever. Yeah, all right. You just have to wear it like at the the, the douchiest hipster party that's yeah. not sweater specific or halloween as a costume or maybe halloween i'm an 8-bit monster wow great costume cool sweater is that vintage great graphics great graphics <laughs> um so they've decided they're like ah oh, well maybe we should just let mr belvedere manage our money because he manages everything else oh, in yeah. our lives i also love how wesley t is the one who suggests this yeah well, let's let Belvedere do it. Like, so well, I don't know if him and Belvedere have a thing going on. Well, it's like Wesley's so young. I think he, he, he's grown like completely comfortable with the fact that Mr. Belvedere manages every aspect of his life. Yeah, he's second daddy or real daddy, I right. guess. And the rest of the family, the, the rest of the family like knows it, but they're still not. It's not natural for. It's just oh yeah, it's assumed, but they. I don't think it, they immediately go there. So like yeah, Mr. Belvedere, could you do it? He's like well yeah, I did it for the royal family. Well I guess it's pretty easy when you got two million dollars. George, George. Shut up. First off, you can't stay in budget. You're buying all this weird hardware that you're not using. Yeah. You don't use any of this. You have an English butler. You have an English fucking butler that lives with you. You live in the suburbs and you have a butler. Um, 
But Belvedere also stays within the budget every week that he's given, mm -hmm. which is great. Right. At least they're saving some money. Um, so Belvedere's like, all right, I'm the new a bookkeeper in town. No more extravagant spending. I'm going to give you an allowance. Adults, too. But first, hand over the credit cards. They all start handing out cards. Everyone has a credit card, which blew my fucking mind. Marsha has, like, a stack of them. This is really before we had, like, I guess, check debit cards. So when they weren't, like, tied to the bank account, they were actual credit cards. Why are you letting your children have credit cards? It's the 80s, man. I, I guess so. I Reganomics! Mean, yeah, everyone had to borrow. The trickle-down didn't work. They're waiting for that trickle-down. So, like, oh, I got it. I'll put it on credit. I'll get the trickle-down in a few months. We're waiting for these sweet, sweet trickle-downs. Um, guess what? Trickle-downs don't come. Trickle-downs aren't a thing. It's bullshit, guys. It's pretty much bullshit. But Wesley T, after Belvedere's like, all right, is that all of them? Busts out with a credit card! Well, Wesley, Wesley is, T! Wesley's a child, child. Yeah. Got a credit card. Great fam. Great fam. George looks surprised. What? It's a great values fam. Yeah. It's a great values fam. Marsha has an accordion of oh, credit cards. The worst. It's the worst. All right, so is the spelling bees coming up. Wesley T is driving everybody crazy, mm -hmm. but he's like an amazing spelling star. He's everything you never were, Alex. He's everything I never was. Guys, I'm a horrible speller. I'm, I'm not so much a bad speller now, but I'm very self-conscious about it. Uh... Partially because in the business of graphic design, if you make... I mean, it's it's embarrassing to make a spelling error. So I always make sure, even words that I know I'm spelling right, just to make 100% sure. But, dude, I could never spell as a child. Oh, yes. Couldn't uh, be bothered. Or I remember Didn't understand. Well. I was like, what the fuck? Ooh. Just not really good at it. Did this episode, like, bring back dark memories for you? Actually, no. Did you, like, I've spelling bees? No! I've come to terms in my adult life after... After new adulthood, and I read some fiction, mm -hmm. I, I came to an adulthood where I'm very confident in my vocabulary and my ability to spell. Also, we have word processors now that auto-detect when I misspell things. Alex Green was 20 year, 28 years old, but he never learned to spell. I've never won a spelling bee. <laughs> now it's his time to shine. I go back to school and pretend to be in elementary school just so I can be in a spelling bee. Oh, I love Oh, an adult spelling it. bee! Can he win the championship? Find out in this four-book arc. I'm never going to win a spelling bee. He's never going to win a spelling bee. It never bee. happens, but then I realize at the end that there's more important things. But in the end, you realize that it's not about the spelling bee. Mm. It's about the bee in your heart. The journey that that bee takes. And that little bee in your bonnet about spelling bees. <laughs> the worst. Yeah, it... Wesley T is a spelling machine, though. He, is. he annoys Belvedere because he he's just spelling everything, but he's fucking good at it. Yeah. Like, and he just his method is well, I just sound it out, duh. Just do it because he's a, he's a mini genius, right? I love there's a scene. Okay, so we get to we actually see Wesley at school. He like trades off his lunch with this like nerdo kid. Yeah, what is it? Watercress sandwich? Yeah, watercress sandwich. And uh, she tricks him into taking it. Um, and then we see this girl roll up, and she sees Wesley T there. And we see, like, she's she's planning something. And then she, like, clearly, like, walks over and bumps into him on purpose. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I was on my way to the principal's office. I got in trouble for pulling some schemes. And he's like, what? You're pulling schemes? Yeah, which is too bad, because I need to study for the spelling bee. You're in the spelling bee? Yeah. Are you Wesley T? <laughs> I hear you're the greatest speller in your grade. I'm the greatest speller in my grade. How's about it? Love at first sight. Daffo. He had never met her before, but he felt like he knew her. But he felt like he knew her. He might have a sixth sense. Um, oh. 
But yeah, the game that she immediately plays. I love nice. that first bit when she's like, yeah. she sizes him up and then goes and shoulder checks him in the hallway. Yeah. Whoops. Even picks up his books, even though all he has is a binder and a book, and he's already on the ground because his locker's lower. Yeah. Um. Let me just get in there at your level. Let me talk at you. I love when he says something like, "You're the one who threw that ravioli in her hair." Yeah, I was the one who did that food fight. No big deal. One of my best achievements as a prankster, but. Meh. Oh, he's met his match. He's met his match, and they're inseparable for a few days. Yeah, she, she's coming over and studying. Of course, the strange thing is, like, Wesley's, you know, quizzing her. But then she's like, well, let's switch over and you quiz me some. And she's like, ah, it's such a nice day. Let's go ahead and play instead. Yeah. We don't need to. We, you, you got this. You don't mean you don't need to worry about you studying. How do you spell miniature golf? What? That's right. Let's, let's go. go. Mom's outside in the car. Get a sweater on. Um. Every time. Every time. She is not going to let him study. But the question is, is she, maybe she's trying to help him. Let's give her the benefit of the doubt help him realize there's more to life than just studying. There's more than these books. Yeah, maybe. Get out and experience. It's, it's, she's his manic pixie dream girl at that age. Now, granted, she's a step down from little Fergie. Let's be honest. Uh, Wesley T's done better, but her pranks are what keep him, it's her, his heart locked. It's her scheming and conniving. So much to the point where Belvedere asks, like, well, where do you see this going, Wesley? And he's like, well, I'm going to marry her. Obviously, I'm going to marry her. There's something about her that's just off. There's that something I about like. off that scares me a little bit. Well, where do you see this going? Marriage. Where do you see this go? Elementary school child. Where do you see your relationship at uh, fourth grade going? We're going to straight up bone it out. Yeah. Well, I, I, I've got her booked for a few appointments, if you know what I mean, Belvedere. And then Huffnagel Girl is one thing, but come on. I'm a doctor. Uh, we're going to go bang it out in the treehouse. I think I'm taking new patients, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You're banging out in the treehouse. Um, so... Yeah, but Brad, do you think there's some more ulterior... She uh, has an ulterior motive here? What is she trying to do? Well, so it's getting to... It's like the ne the spelling bee is the next day. Mm. And she's like, oh... And she's and so finally she's breaking down and helping him study a little bit. And she's real... Because she's, she wants to size him up. And she's going through and giving him the hardest things she, he, she can. And he's like knocking him out of the park. And she's like, what the hell is this shit about? Oh, um, wow, Wesley, you're such a good speller. I guess it's too bad, uh... Too bad that I won't be able to win the spelling bee. It was the one thing my mother was looking forward to. What? Oh, yeah. No big deals. I didn't tell you? I just, I guess I didn't mention it. You see, uh, my father's out of work, and my mom has to work in a coal mine all night. And this was the one thing she was looking forward to. In fact, this was supposed to be her Christmas present. <laughs> me winning the spelling bee. Mr. Kenyon, let me win the spelling bee. For my mother, please. Oh. She, she works in a coal mine and the spelling bee's all she has. <laughs> so, yeah, she's conning Wesley T the whole time, and I love that she shifts tactics. Yeah. Like, this girl will do anything to win the spelling bee. She will bee. do anything to and win I the bee. And I mean anything. 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 Name it. Um, but, so Wesley's like, oh man, shucks, that's, that's really rough. So Wesley's, Wesley's feeling the crunch, he's like, oh, I know I got this, but maybe I should, oh. So he's looking a little sad, getting ready for the B, and Belvedere rolls in, he's like, Wesley, aren't you excited? He's like, I don't know about this, dog, I don't know about this. Belvedere's like, listen, this bitch is playing you. For a fool, Wesley. She's playing you for a fool, you need to stand up, don't let anyone convince you to throw a match. You gotta, you gotta do what's right. If they wanted to win, they would have. They would win. Yeah. If bitch wanted to win, maybe she should learn how to spell better. Or con the people that bring the competition. I mean, she's actually playing the game. Yeah. She wants to win. Yeah. And in the end, even though I was really upset because uh, just to skip ahead slightly, 
Wesley T throws it mm-hmm. and then gets his heart broken. Right. But she probably deserves to win because she did everything she could to win. And even though she did cheat, right. ish. If you want it that bad, maybe you deserve to win. She did what it took. She studied and learned to spell. And even though she couldn't, just to make sure that she had it, she plays those emotional games. Right. She's coming out on top. True. There you go. Wesley True. T learned that lesson. I cannot let my emotions get in the way. I'm going to have to up my trickiness to match this if I'm supposed to reach my full potential. I love, though, oh, we get to the spelling bee, and, like, she's... And was it, wow, that's a really nice dress. He's like, oh, yeah, that my mother gave it to me for Christmas because, you know, my gift's supposed to be winning the spelling bee. Oh, no, that again. Oh, no. And uh, this was the only... She, she saved up all... She spent all of our money to buy me this dress for the spelling bee. No big deal, though. I'm just going to go over here. Yeah. Hey, Wesley, good luck. Um, Wesley should have been like, your mom's an idiot. Yeah, your mom's... Look, my parents can't handle choices. money either. Where, doesn't your butler handle your expenses? Didn't ah. he tell... Didn't he... Did he clear the dress buying? Ah. That seems like a bad decision. Mm, hey, good luck. I'm gonna go in the spelling bee now. Farewell. Wesley can spell the word phlegm. He can spell all kinds of words that would get, normally trick kids up. Sure. He should have destroyed this bitch. Yeah. Let's go back to the fam. Yeah, a there's a lot of stuff that happened before that with the fam. Um, so, like, they're not doing well. Belder's giving Kevin $20 a week because he has more expenses. Yeah. He's giving Heather $10, $15 a week. Heather calls outrage. She's like, this is sexism bullshit. I kind of agree. It is. Like, what has Kevin got? Like, he's like two or three years older than her, yeah. right? There's not that much of a difference. Does he Does he, Does he? he have a car? Does he drive? Does he need that gas might, money? It might be gas money. He may be shuttling the kids back like, and five, forth. Because, like, $5 in gas money back then, that, that could get you some places. Oh, yeah. Defo. Um, he gives George $10. What? But what if I want to go have lunch with the guys? Here's your packed lunch. What if I want a drink? Here's your thermos with a martini in it. Huh? What about an olive? Here, here's an olive. Belvedere knows, George. Defo. But Belvedere is getting this family back on track, like, spending and everything. But everything in this episode that isn't involved with the spelling bee is them trying to get more money from Belvedere. Yeah. Heather at one point even says, what can I, what does she say? Like, it's very, oh. It's, oh, it's weird, guys. She says, what can I do to get... What? There's got to be something I can do to get some money. And Belvedere gives her a look for a second. And it's like, is Belvedere about to fuck Heather? <laughs> or is he telling her to get on the streets? Is Belvedere going to pimp out Heather? Like, that's a, that's a weird world. I don't know if I want to get to. I don't even know if we should... Wait for the Knights Network. <laughs> the pimp episode. Speaking of that, uh, whoring yourself out for money, um, Marsha is going through George's pants at one point. And George says, God, the grossest, they just, uh, says, hey, that's more fun when they're on me. <laughs> and she's like, ah. <laughs> Why are you going through my pockets, honey? With my, 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 my pants. She, she's found a single dollar bill he left in his pockets. She's like, oh, I just found this money. He's like, yeah, it's my dollar. Um, first of all, George, you've only got $10 and you've left one of them in, like, your pants pockets? No wonder you're so terrible with money. You've <laughs> lost one of your $10. <laughs> <laughs> How do you lose one of your ten dollars? Yeah. But Marsha says, come on, I'm your wife, give me a dollar. And he's like, no, that's my, we're on a budget, no. So she kisses him and says, no, wasn't that worth a dollar? What? Um, how about you stop trying to prostitute yourself to your husband? Yeah. You fucking weird hair. That was crazy. uncomfortable. And he's like, nah, grabs it and then runs away. And she's like, oh, she shut her shoulders like, oh, George. And there's a laugh track. No, that, what just happened there was very weird. Yeah. I... If there wasn't a laugh track and you just watch this without a laugh track, you would be... It would evoke Terrified. so many crazy, yeah. like, questions. Not only the family model, but, like, what's really happening in Belvedere. Yeah. 
Like the whole the the values in this family are terrifying. Oh, dear. I will do anything for money. What do I need to do? <laughs> I'm sure I can think of a thing or two. Look, isn't my kiss to you, husband, worth a dollar? No, it isn't. <laughs> it gets weird. It's a mad values fam. Thankfully, there's a laugh track to let me know that it's okay. It's everything okay. is okay. All right, so we're at the B. Oh, first Kevin, off, also, Kevin has a date that he tried to schedule. Kevin is dating on a budget, which is so hard. Right. Um, I also love at the beginning when Wesley is courting, not Wesley, yeah, Wesley T is uh, going on dates with the Spelling Bee girl, that Kevin tries to give him advice, and Wesley T basically is like, that's nice, Kevin. And when Kevin pushes it, he's like, Kevin, I'm doing better than you at this. And Kevin realizes, my baby brother is better at dating than I am. Yeah, you remember when Fergie blew him in the treehouse? Yeah. I mean, come on. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Um, So that puts things in perspective for Kevin. He tries to take this girl out. He's like, hey, how about instead of we go to a movie like everyone does, let's do something different. Let's do something exciting. Let's go to a spelling bee. Hooey. He, he gets her to do it. He may want to try to keep this girl around because she went to a spelling bee for him. Yeah. Well, he did tell her it was a concert. He did lie to her. He lied he to her. He blatantly lied. Is Springsteen going to be here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, honey. Just sit down. It's cool. This is my fam. <laughs> First date meeting the fam. Awkward, Kevin. Worst. There's a reason why. Worst. Absolutely worst. Um, at one point, she's like, well, hey, would you go buy me a soda from the machine? And he's like, I don't have that kind of money. She's like, oh, fine. Here's some change. She reaches in her purse. Spills change. The whole Owens clan starts scrambling for this woman's chain. You can't just steal somebody's money. Like, what's wrong with you fuckers? Die is happening i die it's it's hilarious i love that she stays around for as long as she does mm -hmm. okay well she leaves while kevin's going to get the soda which i feel i feel like he was bargain shopping sodas <laughs> she went to like he went to like down the street to like the little bodega or something got some sodas um yeah so we're in the spelling bee let's talk about this crazy bitch the woman moderating the spelling bee is a nightmare she 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 should date um, uh, Rogers from college years because she is also uh, a bucket of acting. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. You've spelled it incorrectly. Sorry. Your next word is... I love the subtle signs of not only disappointment, but judging disappointment in her mm. voice when someone doesn't spell something right. Because the kid that got bamboozled by Wesley earlier with the, uh, uh... Watercress sandwich. Watercress sandwich gets the word watercress, and when he does, he looks over at Wesley, Wesley and goes, watercress. Most deadpan kid, though. I yeah. love him. Yeah. I love, I love our little deadpan kid. I hope he comes back. Yeah. I love that people get reoccurring. Where is San Angela? I want her in I every know, episode. No, San Angela, where are you? So he gets it spelled wrong, and she... Judges him and her like, oh, that is incorrect. No, that is incorrect. And he goes, oh, nuts. And then just runs off stage. Ah, nuts. And, and just runs, runs off, off stage. But it happens so fast. It is an uncomfortable beat. It feels like they was like, all right, we're running out of time. Uh, we just, we only have the kids for so much longer. Please just make we this. We only have the kids for so much longer. Because well, you only have kids for such a small amount of time when you're like, true filming. Um. I, they're like, okay, we just need the spelling to be happening as quick as possible. All right. Oh, no, your word is wrong. Nut. Next word. All right. How does it play out, Brad? So, Trixie McGee, she messes up her word. She's like, oh, well, Wesley, well, if you get this next word right, you'll be the champion and go on to the state finals. And I was just like, yeah, all right, whatevs. 
Calm down, bitch. Just give me the word. It's Wesley leaning away from her. (laughs) This woman's crazy. Acting. Wesley purposefully messes up the word. Yeah, because it's phlegm. And we know that he got that because he was quizzed earlier. Then Trixie rolls back in. She gets the word right. She's the champion. Oh. Then the Owens family's like, well, hey, Wesley, it's fine. You did your best, and that's all that matters. Uh, Belvedere's still like, you fucking dick. I can't believe you fucking pulled. What if he'd actually messed up? And Belvedere was just making him feel like shit for no reason. He actually, yeah, if it would have been. That's like why an we honest have mistake. The, that's why they add the scene where he spells phlegm, because right. it's like, that means it's deliberate. Right. It's just a hilarious concept to me. Belvedere doesn't. Belvedere was just being a dick for he no reason. He doesn't know he can spell flint. Well, okay, he can guess, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, it would be awesome. But so Wesley gets that punch to the gut emotionally, like, you did your best. That's all that matters. But then he, he goes over and he wants to say goodbye to his little lady, little Trixie McGee. Well, he wants to also set up another date. True. Look, we got through the spelling bee. What about next year's spelling bee? What about what about ice cream? You want to get some ice cream after this? You wanna, have, you ever had a, have you ever had a chocolate milkshake? Let me tell you, I, Belvedere knows a place. I will take you there. Wonderful chocolate milkshake. You deserve it, honey. Hey, look, this is on me. No she's hard like, feelings. She's like, ah, no, thanks. Um, I got something to do. My parents, we got to take these photos. Whoa, 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 these are your parents? They don't look very poor. Dad is rolling in, in a nice suit. Mm-hmm. Um, he has nice looking glasses on because, mm-hmm. you know, he's not poor like Marsha and has performed giant. Mom has on a mink? Like, she has a fur on. Yeah. Like, Mom is rolling in the money. Yeah. Diamond sparkling in her ears. Yeah. Yeah, those are my parents. You caught me. I'm a liar. Yeah, got me. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. So, no ice cream? No. Not Sorry, even no. any anymore. Thanks. And then, like, Wesley is broken hearted. Yeah, don't broken do hearted. Bye. So he goes over. Belvedere's waiting for him. Um, Kevin, by the time, has come back with a soda. Belvedere just takes it, steals it, <laughs> just thieves it. Where's my girl? She left. Well, I got her the soda. I'll be taking that. Snatch. You've done good, Kevin. Now hurry along. <laughs> what? Belvedere has a plan. Definitely. And so Wesley T, uh, he Belvedere's like, listen, man, oh, yeah, Dude. she played me. I was, I was, I'm a chump. I'm a chump. The wrong side of a love con. The worst side to be oh, on. Oh, gotta watch out for those love cons. You really do. Mm, amateur hour. So, um, now earlier in the episode, um, Trixie McGee had played a prank on Belvedere by shaking up a soda and then having him spell the word gullible. Then he got sprayed. So Belvedere is getting his revenge on children, as he is wont to do. Well, he even says, oh, I don't get mad. I get even. Right. So Belvedere takes this soda, and he's like, here, Wesley, this will make you feel better. A soda? It's a well-shaken soda. And then Wesley T's face lights up. Yes! He goes over to the... He, you, you hear it. It's not seen. Um, where they're taking photos. Ah, my dress! Got her. Got her. Wesley out. Rolls out, drinking the rest of the the, uh, root beer. Belvedere, like, behind him. It's like, that's right, we did this, Belvedere. We got her. He's got my back. Nice. (laughs) So we get back to the house. Man. The family is crowding around Belvedere. Um, Belvedere's about to pass out their their weekly uh, allowance. And they're like, listen. And they're all, like, deadpan creepos. Um, this shit ain't gonna work. We want our money. He's like, well, I was about to give you your your allowance for the week. No. Uh Uh-uh. We want all of our fucking money. But you would finally start doing good. You were on the budget. Things were working out. No. Give us our fucking money right now. Belvedere's like, well, that's the way you want to do this. All right. Is it okay to call someone from Britain a limey? I don't think it is. Not the way Heather said it, with malice. They've said it a few times. I think even Wesley's called him limey before. That doesn't seem right. Even in the 80s, I think that would be like, you don't call someone that. Listen, limey, I want my money. 
I've been turning tricks. Where's my dough? <laughs> what? Don't worry about it, Mom. Me and Belvedere had an arrangement. I'm here to collect. And so Belvedere is like, all right, fine. It's your money. Do what you want. Uh, the credit card during the cookie jar. Cue weird music. Oh, manzies. And they all, in slow motion. Yeah. Close slow motion, by the way. I. It's awful. It's so bad. It's the weirdest, most awful thing. Yeah. Slow motion run for the cookie jar, all grabbing, trying to get their credit cards. What? I don't get it. Wesley T is absent, because he knows what's what's up. Yeah. Wesley T had another credit card. Wesley T is... Oh, I'm yeah. sure he's making money on the side, and he's funding himself. I mean, Wesley T's will be fine. Defo. But the rest of the family is just tethered to their credit. Bonkers. Uh, Bellary writes in his journal, uh, it's a bad joke. It's like, oh, here's a quote from so-and-so. Oh, I should invest some money in newer quotes. Drinks all the china. Never matter before. That's Belvedere. Such a weird episode, but Indeed. wonderful. Indeed. Did we want to go into who won and who lost? Who did win and who lost? I feel like Wesley T. lost. Wesley T. lost. He should have destroyed that girl. Yeah. But now we know that he's vulnerable as a character. Like, there is something that maybe he is just kind of a kid. He's just a kid looking for another sociopath kid. Yeah. Met his match. Didn't realize he could play on people's emotions, too. Right. Now he knows that. He won't get taken advantage of again. This is a great lesson for him to learn as a child. Right. But he did lose, ultimately. True, true. Who won? I mean, Belvedere did get his revenge on a little girl. Belvedere got paid <laughs> Belvedere revenge paid a on long a child. Con. Belvedere paid a, played a long con to get a revenge on the child. And he did get to control the Owens finances for a little while. Belvedere may have won. I think Belvedere won. I mean, no one else in the episode won. No one else won. Heather Heather got an, had to take back her ugly sweater, which is, I think, a good thing for her, but she's still lost in the long run. The girl who actually won the spelling bee, I think, really is winning the spelling bee for her parents, meaning she's trying to get attention from them, meaning they don't really care about her. Yeah, because there's a lot of issues. dress like that and have money like that don't care about their kid. You can yeah. tell. You can tell. That girl has got too many issues. Like, Wesley T is like a, a lovable sociopath. This girl is just broken inside. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Belvedere won, Wesley T lost. Mm-hmm. That's, it's that easy. Defo, defo. Alex, are you ready to enroll in some classes with our friends on Save by the Bell? The college years! You know it. I'm standing at the edge of tomorrow, and it's all up to me how far I go. What's the name of this episode? It is something like Guess Who's Back, right? Guess Who's Coming to College. Guess Who finally, Guess Who Got Into College. Guess who's coming to college? Alex, you're gonna have a minute. Alright. You ready for this? I'm ready. Have me one to go. Alright, and you will be going in three, two, one, go. Um, guys, Kelly was on the waiting list to get into college, and someone dropped out, or something happened, and now she's at college! Hooray! She's rooming with them because they got rid of the other character! Hooray! Screech pulled the strings! Um, so this entire episode, Zach was trying to get with, uh, Leslie, I think is the name of his other roommate, the hot blonde, and she's finally coming around. She's like, all right, you know what, Zach Morris, I like you, even though you're tricky. Um, uh, uh, but Kelly ruins all of that because she comes in, really messes up with Zach's feelings. He doesn't know whether he should go with Leslie or Kelly now because Kelly's all about Zach. Interesting. Uh, at the end of the episode, Zach is all alone because Zach just can't, uh, God, it, it, he gets caught a love con himself. Slater may have something with the wall of acting, but we'll get to that later because Slater realizes that as a jock, he should probably take quality classes over easy classes. And that's pretty much saved by the bell. Nice. 56.2. Nice. Good work. Nice. Um, guess who's going to college? Guess who got hot? Yeah. Well, she was always attractive, but 
She's finally out of those weird eighties yeah. clothes and, and 90s clothes. It's like I feel like the Saved by the Bell, like I feel like they were stuck in their late 80s costumes. It's like we bought costumes for the entire run of this show, and no, you kids will not be updating your fashion at any point in this series. So now everyone's in everyone's in college, new clothes. Looking foxy. Looking pretty foxy. I wonder when Saved by the Bell the College Years aired. Was it like an evening television show? Was it like a sitcom? It was mornings. Saturday so it was, mornings. It was for children in college. It was It was for the people that had been watching Saved by the Bell. All right. It was more. I didn't know if they had gotten older and this was like, all right, you liked us when we were kids and now we're like, no, yeah, this, I guess it was for children. Yeah. This came out, like, this started like the next season after like the last season of Saved by the Bell. There was no time in between. Yeah. New adult television, but for youngs. Right. Um, Let's talk about registering for classes in the olden days. You had to go get, like, a slip and, like, tickets around and get your classes signed up? Well, I don't know how that shit works. Um, I, we, I started college in 2002. We used computers. Yeah, of course you use computers. I've never had to register for a class without a computer. I don't... It looks terrifying. It seemed like you could get away with a lot more. Like, maybe you could get into that one class you wanted. Probably. It seems like... Like, because everything I've seen in, like, TV and movies when people are registering for classes... Back before modern times, <laughs> um, before the new age, like yeah. they would take their broadsword and like walk do, into ye olde town marketplace and stand in line for the class and have like a professor sign something and it's just paperwork and signing and going to a yeah. location and yeah, fuck God, you that. Take the wagon and take you half a day just to get can into you, the, like can you imagine for the professors that they like, have to sit around and, like at a desk and like wait around and like have people sign for their classes and it seems like there's also like a salesman thing to it where it's like. Hey, you should try my class. It's so-and-so. What is this? It, it does make it more personal, I guess. And you would get to know your professor, and maybe you would be able to learn pe- more about people. But it is antiquated. I mean, yeah. I prefer the method we used when we were in college. Yeah. Like, that's how you do it. This is, this is terrifying. To, you do get to mingle, though, while you're going to classes. Like, how, who wants to mingle? I, well, Zach is ready to mingle. He's he's on the prowl. He's he's on the prowl within his own suite. <laughs> you know, might as well start well, at home. Why not just stay at home? Uh, he starts off, he's going to make breakfast for Leslie. He's going to make a Pop-Tart. This is the most authentic college dorm room, because that kitchen looks like a college kitchen. Except it's huge. It's big, but it's very sparse. There's, like, utensils that are just bought for college. Um, but there's not a lot of food in the cabinets. There's, mm-hmm. like, everything looks authentically, I am a freshman in college. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they got those toaster, um, pastry, uh, Pop-Tarts. Pop-Tarts. To pop <laughs> those fine toaster pastries. Um, to pop out of the toaster. I mean, obviously, I guess there's a machine that does, uh, they have a special toaster. But I love when they pop up and Zach just gets them on the plate. Like, yep, I'm going to win her heart by serving her breakfast. Yeah, um, a Pop-Tart and a cup of coffee. I guess the thought counts? Not a lot of thought went into that. Nope. Awful. So yeah, he rolls over. He's like, hey, knock, knock, knock. Zach, I'm, I've got to register for classes. I'm going to be late. He's like, I know, I know. But you need something nice and warm to start the day off with. You need, you need something nice. Yeah. Something nice and hot. And she's like, oh, you made his breakfast? That too. Whoa! He meant his penis. Yeah. Did he, did he say you need something nice and warm in the morning? I thought he said something like nice and warm in you. Like breakfast, and I thought, "Whoa, Zach Morris, I know where this is going." And dude, I, I, I'm, I, he's, he's, I'm, we're just gonna pretend that he said "in you." You need something nice and warm in you. Oh, like breakfast? <laughs> that, that too. That too. Whoa! But then, uh, um, yeah, she she purposefully or whatever maybe says, "Oh, that's great, Zach. Oh, thanks. Hey, Alex, come over here. That's the name of their roommate, right? Yeah, Alex, come over. Look what Zach did." She's like, "Oh, Zach, thanks, blah blah." blah. 
and then they just take it. And she is just... <laughs> That's exactly what yeah, she says. Yeah, she's, she's a Muppet in a way. Yeah. She's, she's the stereotypical gonna, actress. I'm the drama major. They're going to turn... Yeah, I, I feel like she's got to get toned down a little bit. Yeah, she's very one level right now. Yeah, it's... She'll oof, get there. Oof. And Zach's like, oh, well, I do love how Zach is very calm in all of this. Like, if it yeah. doesn't go his way, he's like, nah, whatever, yeah. I tried. I got more goofs. I got, yeah, I got tons of, I, yeah. So, yeah, so that's thwarted. So, Zach, again, thwarted. This show is all about Zach being thwarted from his his high castle from Saved by the Bell. Mm-hmm. So, uh, meanwhile, Screech has got a bike, which is a stupid plot that goes throughout the whole thing. It's an ugly bike. Slater makes fun of it. But in the, yeah. In the end, Slater's like, "Well, I guess a bike is useful on a campus that's really big." <laughs> that's the that's the through line of that story. Also, uh, because Screech uses it to, I guess, rent it to women. Yeah, he rents like, it out apparently. Yeah, because he's getting all this attraction, like all this time with these babes. They're not interested in you, Screech. They're interested in your bike. They just want to ride your bike, as it were. Yeah. All right, let's get to it. Uh, guess who's coming to college? <laughs> She's back, Kelly Kowalski. She gets lost a lot. She gets lost a lot. For someone who lived in LA, I mean, come on. Yeah, I don't. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. First of all, um, she's looking super foxy. Yes, agreed. Like, this Leslie girl, fuck off, Leslie. You won't have a chance with your ridiculous, awful Lisa Frank wannabe. <laughs> she does. San Francisco Lisa. hippie Lisa Frank awfulness. I I I do think that Leslie is more attractive than um, Tiffany Amber Thiessen in this. In this. Uh. There's something about the way that she acts, or like her acting thing, that I think is, I, personally, I think she's attractive. I mean, it's a classic Jesse Spano versus Kelly Kapowski. But that being said. I this is the conversation I did not think we would ever be having. That being said, Tiffany Thiessen is looking fucking hot. Yeah, she is. Um, I question her jean choice, but it was the 90s, and they yeah, wore high waisted jeans. They wore high waisted jeans. But also, um, Kelly Kapowski has decided to burn the bras, get yeah. rid of that. Let's just show this off. Very risky move for morning children's television, I guess. Hey, uh, but hey, hey! Everybody's gotta learn sometime. Gotta um, learn. Uh, I love she gets lost um, in the dorm and she runs into our old brick wall <laughs> of acting, Mike Rogers. He's like, "I'm sorry, I'm looking for Zach Morris." Oh no, another one! Look, he, we canceled the wet T-shirt contest. <laughs> Zach, you schemer! He's like, "No, no, no, we're friends from high school." Oh, I'm, so he owes you money. He owes you. I, I understand. Well, um, I, I, no acting. <laughs> Oh, so you dated. Cool. Hey, they're in their room 218. Can you help me find? I keep getting lost. Then he picks her up. Also, with his hands awkwardly close to her breast. Yeah, he, he, uh, he was. He, there was definitely a five takes of him just grabbing her. Yeah. <laughs> but he picks her up. Roger, her. Roger, you can't do that. Roger, Roger, this is kids television. Sorry, acting. All right, take two. Roger, really, you just gotta... Go. <sighs> really, Roger, stop. <laughs> Roger, okay. Sorry, it's just... I know you're a shitty actor, but you're doing this on purpose. What do you mean? <laughs> Roger, just stop. All right, stop. Tiffany, I'm so sorry. It's, it's all But right. yeah, he picks her up and lifts her and, like, takes her, like, the three inches to the door, which, ridic. I... This... There was a... Though it did remind me of one time I did have to pick someone up and physically remove them from my dorm room. <laughs> But that was an adorable... That was. That was an adorable person. It was. It's one of my bestest friends in the world. I love him. But Brian would not leave. It's like, Brian, I love you, but go away. Oh, I'm just going to be around for a few more minutes. Let me just... No. Brian. Picked him up, removed him, closed the door. Oh, I love the kid. Dude, there was a guy that I used to work with at Chick-fil-A when I was a kid um, who would pick people up and move them. Only women, though. Mm. And it was like, uh... Mm. Everyone thought it was, like, funny, and everyone was like, oh, he's just, uh... And I thought, nope, that's weird. 
and creepy and gross. I've picked up two people. I've picked up Ryan Bailey and Mindy. Oh, okay. I was in a show I had to carry her around. Yeah. Those are the only two humans I've had to pick up in my life. It's not well, like it's a creepy. It's weird. I mean, no, no, yeah, but you know, that's whatever. But it's all the intention behind it. But we all know Roger. But this brick wall of acting, Roger, is picking come up. Come on, Roger. Come on. Um. So Kelly Capacity's there. She's there, and she is ready to fuck Zach. She is. I wonder what changed because Zach talks about her. He's like, look, yeah, whatever. I guess they had the, they ended their open relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, in because high Ke- school like months ago. Because Kelly was months like, ago. Because Zach went off to college, and Kelly's still working at the Max or something. <laughs> like she's she's got no future. No, she was the one that wasn't going to get in the, that didn't get into she college. She was on the waiting list for a generic for California College University School. Yeah, if you're on a waiting list, yeah. Um, Ooh. but anyway, so. She's in town. Screech is like, oh, you made it. Great. That's cool, I guess. I'll just put my bike together. Um, you know what? Let me pull some strings and get rid of that black... Get rid of that other roommate, girl. Let's get rid of that black girl. <laughs> Kelly, I don't think you realize we've got a black girl living next to us. We'll get rid of her. Okay. <laughs> never to be seen again. Never to be seen never. or mentioned again. Transferred. Outskis. Yeah, different norm. Can't do it. Ha- can't have her. But she's looking for Zach. Yeah, she is. Um, Zach, of course, he goes to register for classes. We talked about that. We find out Slater gets all the easy classes because he's a jock, and they pre-register him for that. He, he needs he needs to spend time pinning and creaming and not at books. Leslie gets all the classes she wants. Zach's getting some fun classes. And then there, I think he asks her out on another date, and she's like, well, you know what? Nah, I guess. Wait, now a lot of the episodes are bleeding together in my mind. They're, they're going on a date. They're going on another date. But this isn't when he gets the REM tickets, right? That's later. Okay. REM. That definitely uh, dates this episode. Yeah. So Kelly shows up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also, um, Wall of Acting is registered for classes because he's in grad school and <gasps> he needs some undergraduate classes. So he signs up for a 101 class? Um, First of all, he's you wait, you wait. You're working on your master's, but you still need some undergraduate level classes? No, you don't. Dude, you're just getting your bachelor's, and that's fine. You don't know you what... You don't have to impress yeah. these kids. It's... <laughs> That's, yeah, um, that doesn't make any, yeah, well, I'm getting my master's, but I still need some undergraduate classes at the 101 level, do you? Because that's not a thing! I don't, yeah, it's like, what? That can't happen! You, that's yeah. done! Yeah, that's what I'm up to. Okay. Oh, shit! Okay, guy. Um, there's a weird thing where after Zach asks her for a date and she accepts, he starts singing a Rod Stewart song? Some guys have all the luck? It was so weird. There's there's a succession of, like, for a minute of just odd things happening. But there's well, something no, 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 let's, before that. Yeah, no, here's how it happens. So they're registering for classes. Um, they run into each other. Um, Zach is, like, just getting his stuff registered. She agrees to go out on this date with him. She walks out of the scene. Then Kelly Kapowski, Zach hasn't seen her yet, um, they they miss each other. She walks to get in line to register. So you think there's gonna be oh they're gonna run each other. It's gonna be you know drama. But no, because Zach is excited that he's got a date. So he sings this weird song and awkwardly walks out of the scene for way too long. And then there's still like two more beats before the scene ends. Then it's a harsh cut to something else, and then something else weird happens, but for some reason that's escaping my mind what exactly happens. But I just thought, like, there was a whole stream of things, it like, was, this is weird. This w- it was an awkward fucking scene. So, uh, so Zach, he has, he's going on his date with Leslie, they're back in the common room, and she's like, you know, I just, uh, I really like you, but you know what? I think that's why we shouldn't date. Whatever, weirdo. 
I just, you know, because we're sweet mates and I want to be friends and I don't want to mess this up. It's like, ugh, you're so boring and I, awful. Yeah, you'll be sweet mates for maybe a few months. Yeah. Uh, worst case, if it doesn't work out, you can switch to another suite. Yeah. Or you can be adults about it and just be cool. Like, all right, it's fine, whatever. Yeah. You share a living room, all right? Yeah. Like, that's it. It's cool. Um, but then Zach's like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait, uh, the thing is, I just I haven't been, you know, able to like, really connect with anybody, you know, since... Because yeah. I had this girlfriend in high school, and it was really serious. She's like, well, look, we all have girlfriends. We all have, you know, friends from high school. It's just... That's... Whatever. No, no, yeah. It was uh, more than that. You see, she, uh... We were on a sailboat, and mm -hmm. she drowned. Or, as I like to say, swam with the mermaids. Yeah. Never saying she died, but that right. she was lost at sea. She was lost at sea. Um, almost getting caught in his own lie because he starts to almost sing the song to uh, Gilligan's Island. Right. And she's a little suspect, like, what? Uh, awful. Um, and then he pulls out a photo from his wallet. He's like, yeah, we should, I think it's weird that he still got a photo over in his oh, wallet. Well, we all know he's, I mean, we all know what's gonna happen, but hey. okay, yeah, yeah. Well, Alex, he's got he's got a lady in Hawaii waiting a child <laughs> waiting for him. Where are these other people? Don't worry about it. <laughs> this he gets postcards every day. This is my Hawaii fam. On it. Why does he call you daddy? Why does he call you new daddy? Weird. It's weird. Don't worry um, about it. So uh, he's like, "Yeah, I got this photo. Yeah, that's that's what she looked like." At this point, the door opens. Kelly Krasky, guess is coming to college. Damage control. Oh, you're okay. You lived. <laughs> I was so worried about. All right, Zach. We also kisses Leslie because, yeah. like, what was so weird is that he's talking about his ex girlfriend. Like, yeah, she's dead. And, and he then just looks at her, and they just kiss. Yeah. Like, there's no like even like a weird beat like to. To go from There's the no talking of your dead girlfriend There's like my to this dead, new brawl. Yeah, it's like, yeah, my girlfriend died. Yeah, my girlfriend. <laughs> about Bizarre. It. Yeah, it's just so weird. I was hoping that he would take that time to actually get into Saved by the Bell drama. Yeah. Where he would be like, yeah, it was weird. We had like an open relationship. What? Um, and then she dumped me for this Jeff guy that was an older dude. And then oh. he tended out to be really skeevy and... Like, I was hoping we'd get legitimate Saved by the Bell canon drama, and it didn't happen, sadly. No, no, um, but we have Kelly showing up, and again, looking super foxy. And Leslie's like, all right, Zach, I get it. You yeah. lied to me. It's over. I'm so glad that Leslie understood what was going on. Yeah. That's that. That's the difference between old school Saved by the Bell and college years, is that everyone's not a complete fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, Leslie's like, you got me. It's over. Right. So she goes to her room. Right. Kelly's reconnecting with Zach. And Kelly is, like, all up trying to get up on Zach. Yeah. And my thing is, like, okay... Well, Leslie's kind of lame and is way too much work to be worthwhile. Also, Kelly's a hell of a lot hotter. Kelly is hot. 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 So, but Zach sees her like, oh, it's so great that you're here. You know, we should be friends or whatever. Like, definitely trying to play up the friend angle and Kelly's not having it. Right. At every turn, she's like, nope. How about this? <laughs> Seriously. How about this? Maybe not so much that weird leather jacket with, like, the oh, trim, but yeah, that's fair bad. enough. Um, so... They start talking about old times, I guess. They, they, Zach is still trying to get with Leslie. He says, look, miscommunication, I'm not with Kelly anymore. That's when I think he gives out the REM tickets, like, let's go to this concert. Um, they meet at the quad or something where all this is happening. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and Zach's like, Zach comes with a plan. He's like, all right, all right. She's not into me, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go register for all of her oh, classes. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. And then I'm going to stalk her out, and then she'll have to like me because I'll always be around her because that's how it works. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let love take its course. Now he's explaining this plan to Slater, and he's like, "Sweet," and she hears all of it. Right. 
So she makes up a fake schedule, because apparently you can just do that. You just yeah. white out and then like write a new schedule and you can trick someone, I guess. To see someone bring white out oh. was just amazing. White out, that's another thing. Yeah, it's like, oh, like, like he's not going to realize you whited out your entire schedule? I guess. Um, oh. So Zach goes to show up at the first class and it's advanced Mandarin. Uh-oh. And there's like, and it's just, and here's the thing. In the advanced Mandarin class in college, it's all Asian people. Huh. That's like if like we took English as a advanced English as a, for, as a second language. Like you don't go, you don't. That's not for them. <laughs> it's for people learning the language. It's not for people that have the language. Unless you're a jock and you just want a, a layup, as it were. I guess. EA. Like it makes no sense. A lot of that scene doesn't make sense because Zach even says, "Hey, I think I'm in the wrong class," and the teacher, uh, at that point, is already mandated. We're not going to speak English for the rest of the class. So then he's being Chinese to him or Mandarin, right. and they're like, eh. And Zach's like, no, no, no I, I don't speak. I'm sorry, this is a mistake. I think I'm in the wrong class. And the guy's just still speaking Mandarin to him. And it's like, well, but <laughs> it's not a hard rule that you can't speak English. It's for the class. You, this is a this is a convention that makes no sense. Zach's been had. Yeah. And I guess Zach is stuck in the class, too, because later on there's another mention of it. So I guess well, Zach is forced to take this now. We also see a lot of How the, does registration uh, work? <laughs> <laughs> nope, you can never leave a class that you're in. Well, they can always... They can, they're also changing classes all the fucking time, which is weird. Yeah, also, it's the second episode, and they're just registering for classes. What, do they just move in, and they live there for a couple of weeks before classes start? I guess. That actually sounds kind of choice if you're a college student. Yeah. But, um, so this is when Zach is like, okay, look, you got me. Um, Weird, there's a lot of people from my Asian uh, Mandarin class in the, That's the, in the background yeah. Yeah, Apparently, this, we can but... only afford so many extras because for the rest of the episode, all of the extras are Asian. <laughs> <laughs> the same people. It's like, whoa, whoa. This is weird. This is kind of strange. So he's like, look, you got me, Leslie, but my intentions are pure and honorable. Mm -hmm. I would like to actually get a chance to go out with you. Let's give us a shot. How about we go to this R.E.M. concert? And she says, how can a girl resist? Because at this point, she's smitten with Zach. Right. She likes him. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, she was smitten before, but now she really likes him. Enough to where she might date him while they're also roommates. Yeah. Um, also, meanwhile, um, Wall of Acting has had some moments with Slater. Oh, man. And uh, he's like... So there's like, yeah, I'm taking all these super easy classes like TV and uh, cross-stitching and like boring, easy shit because I'm a jock. And he's like, yeah, when I was your age, I did that too in undergraduate. But the thing is, in this harsh economic times with these Reaganomics and whatnot, it's very hard to find a job if you don't have skills. And just being able to, 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 to throw a frisbee and watch TV doesn't really get you jobs in the real world acting. And Slater takes it, he's like, oh man, I guess you have a point. My thing is like, oh, come on, it's his first semester of his freshman year. <laughs> Slater's probably going to wash out anyway. <laughs> Let's kill let him have this. Let him have this one semester. He's already not the star of the wrestling team anymore. I mean, let him just have let something. Let him have something. Come on. Let him at least have a 4.0 for his first semester. He's having to work while he's in college yeah. at that place, and he's hitting on women, and they're not interested. I screeches mean, his roommate. Yeah. But yeah, so Slater ultimately signs up for quote-unquote real classes, uh, but he still keeps his television class because they're going to do Bewitched or something. Yeah, it's I don't strange. know. strange. But <laughs> my favorite part in the L episode is when Ox looks, grabs one of Slater's books when he realizes Slater's like, yeah, you know, I really took what you said to heart. I said Ox, didn't yeah, I? You did, you did. They're very similar characters. When he takes, when Roger... Ox, he, Ox was a thespian next to this man. <laughs> he really was. But where Slater says, Roger, I took what you said to heart. I'm now in better classes. And Roger says, you know, that's great. It's good you did that. Hey, what's this book? Oh, we in the same literature class? Hey, maybe I'll see you around. 
What? Maybe. You're in the same class. Yeah, like you didn't notice him earlier when you were in there? It's awful. I, uh, all, but I, I felt like they were flirting. I feel oh, like... Oh, yeah, definitely I think flirting. they're going to hook up. They're going to hook up. They're, they have to hook up. They yeah. have to hook up. Come yeah. on. I just want to see, in, when we finally get to that wedding movie, spoilers, I just want to see them, like, there, like, holding hands. A happy Mario each other. Lopez falling out of the closet. Yes. That would be awesome if Slater came out of the closet. I know it's not going to happen. Okay, if they, if they really made, like, a Saved by the Bell reunion movie, could we please have Slater and Wall of Acting Mr. Rogers hook up? They have to. How good would that be? Dead. I'm 100% dead serious right now. I think Slater goes on to, like, date Alex for a second. Mm-hmm. But no, get that episode where he, him, yeah. and Roger finally find love. Seriously, that would be beautiful. That would be so beautiful. I mean, they're taking risks already. Mm-hmm. Just go on. Go for embrace it. Embrace it. All right, so, middle of the night, Zach rolls into the room, wakes everybody up, turns on the light. It's like, guys, I don't know what to do. I got both these girls that really like me. They both really want to be with me. It's so terrible. Well, you fought, you forgot right before this, even though he has that date with Leslie, Kelly seduces him. She's like, Zach, look, I want to love you. I, I want to fuck you. Let's fuck. Let's date. Are we back on? What's up? And Zach's like, ugh, sure, because you're fucking hot, but yeah. I kind of got this other girl. And uh, Leslie walks in while Kelly and Zach are making out, and that's when he's like, shit, shit, shit. And he goes into the room and wakes up his roommates like, guys, I got I am in trouble. So he's like, I don't know what to do. I got both these girls. They both really like me. And they're like, oh, turn off the fucking light. Let us sleep, you fucking asshole. This isn't a problem. Just either fuck one of them or fuck both of them. It's really easy. Slater, what Probably about- go for Kelly because she's the hot one. And Leslie's kind of lame and weird and got issues. At one point, Slater says, just go for the blonde. And goes and tries to go back to sleep. But I can't remember why he says that. Like, I want to say Zach says something about Kelly that's Cause, kind of- Well, because Screech is like, well, you know Kelly. She's a good person. You know, she's al- she always does the right thing. She's got a good heart. And so he's like, yeah, go for the blonde. <laughs> All right. Done. But I don't, Slater doesn't realize that Kelly Kapowski has become a crazy slut. Yeah. Like, she's coming on to Zach strong in a she way that is She is going to, like, they, things are about to happen. I have never seen, I never saw this in the old Save by the Bell. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's odd to see her play that aggressive. Well, because, yeah, because, like, in the old Save by the Bell, like, Zach was dating other girls while he was dating Kelly, and she didn't even seem to care at all. She's changed her mind. Now she's like, I'm ready for this. Let's get, let's make this happen. Put a baby in me. <laughs> I've realized I'm not going to make it in the real world. I need you, Zach. I need you. Please. I'm hot. True. So they're having this argument. Um, all of a sudden, Leslie breaks in in her 1800s nightgown. <laughs> uh, which, I, I mean... She she wears it well. It's attractive. It's the most attractive she's ever looked. But it's still an 1800s nightgown. And it's like, what? Are you? I, okay. I think we see her nightcap fall off as she comes into the room. <laughs> I mean... She's holding a candle. <laughs> Zach, are you there? The light's on. I I was afraid of ghosts. <laughs> I thought a specter might be in. I felt an astral specter might be amidst us. Uh, I was told I would be visited by three spirits this evening. <laughs> Leslie? Uh, what? I thought Alex was the drama major. <laughs> so, she's like, listen, uh, Kelly said you guys are getting back together, and I think that's cool. I just wanted to let you know it's cool and there's no worries. Um, that's fine. I understand. No problem. I love how Kelly's already jumped to the fact that her and Zach are in a relationship. Yeah. Look, bitch. Me and Zach go way back. He doesn't need you. He's it's a, got me. It, I mean, it's a little creepy. It's a little creepy. But Kelly's really hot. Kelly's super hot. She's got a lot of stuffed animals on her bed, though, when she's moving in, which is awkward. Cool. 
but Leslie's, Leslie's threatened by it. But Leslie's pretty lame. Yeah, and but Zach's like, well, Kelly may have jumped the gun a little bit. I want to be with you. And my thing is like, listen, listen, Zach. I get if you want to be with other girls. Not that you haven't before. It's not like Kelly's the only person you've ever dated. Why not keep an open relationship with her? Get that started back up again. But Come like, on. But, like, this Leslie thing is clearly not working well because Leslie is way too weirded out about, like, dating someone that she lives kind of with. That she likes and she like, lives with, There's yeah. too many issues. There's too many issues with her. It's too much work. It's not worth it. She's not that great. <laughs> so, I, just stick with Kelly Paskey at least for now. It's a sure thing. But even Zach says... Kelly's great and all, but Leslie's a new thing. And plus, I haven't banged her yet. I mean, and I I understand, I will grant that, but I... New grounds, man. He wants new frontiers. College. But, like, you can't... You can't... It's too much drama for two people to do Sarah's suite with. Quite I will true. grant that... One, one person, I think you can manage that. Two, that's too much work. It's not... Again, it all comes back to it's not worth the effort, Zach. It really just isn't. Just stick with Kelly, like, or don't date, or just don't, but don't, this, he's decides, he's like, no, uh, I think I want to be with you, Leslie, let me run and tell Kelly. So he goes into the room, he talks to Kelly, he makes, he makes, um, Alex leave because he made Screech and Slater leave, and they're all in the living room, they keep running back, and the lights are going on and off, it's a terrible joke. Um, Kelly, is terrible. he talks to Kelly, Kelly's, like, wearing some pajamas that look like normal human pajamas, <laughs> and he's like, you're really hot, um, hold on, let me go break things off. Leslie, he runs back. He's She's like, also in the sea of her stuffed animals, which yeah. I love that they kept that going. Cause yeah, right. and then uh, he's like, he sees Leslie. He's like, oh, you and your eighteen hundreds nightgown, you're really hot too. Uh, let me go. Br- I, I don't. You know what? Let Zach, me- is that you? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty. <laughs> Who is that? Um. So he's like, oh, can I just bang both of these girls? I don't think this is gonna work. He tries to play them both. And then, like, there's running about antics. Um, and then, in the end, end of the episode, the girls get together because they figured this out, and they're like, "Look, well, Zach." Okay, look. Before we go into that, I love when he's playing them. Um, they come into the room together because they're going into the main room, and Zach's like, ah! "I'm out," and just runs away. Yeah. He just leaves he and doesn't just... come back. I guess that night he goes to stay with his other girl. Who knows? Or... Who knows? It's um, awful. So everyone goes back to their room, and they force them to go out of the common room back to their bedrooms, which is fine. I mean. Um, Alex goes into the room with the guys at first, and I kind of wish they'd have kept that. Yeah, because that would have been, been amazing. But then wow. she comes out and it's like, this is a weird dream. Whatever, Alex. We terrible, know it's up. Terrible. Um, so then, yeah, next day, yeah. Um, Kelly and, and Leslie roll in. Again, Kelly Kelly wearing a crazy hot dress in this mm, scene. Very true. That She is looking good. Um, Not really sure what it is. And Leslie's again, Leslie's I, Leslie, I can't even remember. Leslie's like a Leslie's, Leslie's like a New Mexico anthropologist. Oh, <laughs> exactly. She's got that weird denim jacket on, yeah. and like a long white skirt. Kelly looks hot. Yeah, Leslie is just coming back from selling pottery at a flea market. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> and so Kelly's ready for an REM concert. Kelly is ready for some action. And they're like, listen, Zach, we've made a decision. Neither one of us is going to date you. And by the way, we're taking both your concert tickets. Whoa. Fuck off, bitch. Second episode in a row, you're left a- Second episode in a row that you're left alone. And Zach's like, oh, no. This is really sucking. <laughs> well, I don't even think it's like that. Zach seems to be like, nah, you win some, you lose some. He does. Which, first off, if Kelly is so just ready to get committed to Zach... This is suspect. She's making this agreement with Leslie to get on her good side too, so she can get back with Zach. Oh, like, definitely. Kelly is not going to give no up on doubt. Zach. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. I, I would, I would hope if we went back and watched it that Kelly would be like, "Yeah, so we're going to take the tickets and then wink at Zach." Yeah. Like you know what's up. 
you know, you Definitely. know, we belong together. Oh, there's a cut scene that they planned this already. I even um, think it's kind of creepy because she specifically comes to college to find Zach. There's almost a point where I thought Zach, this is, this is almost stalker-ish that Kelly's coming up and yeah. that she happened to. Yeah. Get her way into your room. The only thing that makes it not creepy is the fact that she's very attractive. Oh, yeah, the fact that she's I mean, that's hot. like the past. It's like, uh, you know. And they have history. I, it, yeah, there's those I things. I mean, girls, girls can get a pass to stalk guys much more easily if they're attractive. Oh, and Kelly Kapowski, easily. Like, she's walks in any door. Because yeah. um, guys are very accepting and don't really care that when it comes down to it. No. Well, Roger will pick you up and take you to where you need to go. As long as you're not too crazy, let's, yeah. you know, bounds of reason. And she's not too crazy, but right. we all know that that she still has her eyes out for Zach. Most definitely. Leslie is dumb and doesn't know what's going on. And Zach's like, well, alright, well, you win some, you lose some. Zach, they just stole REM tickets from you. Yeah. That's thieving. That is. That's wrong. But anyway. But I think Zach's is an investment on eventually banging them both yeah. somehow. Yeah. So then uh, they leave and Zach's like, well, I guess I'm alone. And then uh, Alex rolls up and she's like, hey, do you want to go to dinner? He's like, all right, I guess I'll bang this one. <laughs> After he said, I also love that he learns lessons in every episode so far in college right. years. The first one was, you should study. Nah. And then the next one was, maybe you shouldn't date your roommates. Nah. <gasps> and then as they're leaving out, he's like, yeah, I know of a great Mandarin Chinese restaurant. Still in that class. Still in that class. Also, what's the difference between a Mandarin Chinese restaurant and a regular Chinese restaurant? Maybe authenticity? Do they, they just only speak Mandarin there. They only speak Mandarin. It's like that Mandarin class. You only speak Mandarin. I guess. But yeah, so Alex, who won and who lost the college years? So many people won, in my opinion. There was a lot of it's, winning. It's hard to pick just one person that won. Mm -hmm. I think Leslie lost because yeah. she's an idiot. Because <laughs> she's a loser. Because she just doesn't understand a lot of things. Right. Um, Zach didn't lose. Okay, we can we can just say Leslie lost. Leslie lost. Leslie lost, but definitely. who won? I think won. almost Kelly Kapowski won because she's got a, a new chance at life. She's not going to be working in that greasy spoon anymore. The Max... Um, she's gonna get her man. Yeah. She is determined. And I, she makes a lot of more... She's more of a character now, like, instead of just the flat Kelly Kapowski character. Right. So, I would say that she won, personally. Right. And I don't know what you think about that. I agree. I, I, I definitely agree. Oh, Alex, we forgot to mention something. What's up? During the credits, there's, like, a cut-delete blooper Oh, scene. what the hell, man. And it's, like, it's not even connected to anything, so we don't even know where it should have fallen. But it's basically Zach, um, roaming through the girl's room, like, looking through their drawers and stuff, and like, he pulls out a bra, which I think they were really just looking for evidence that Kelly owned bras. <laughs> like, you notice how Kelly's not wearing bras, You right? notice that Kelly yeah, is, like, it's... always just showing it every, like, does she own a bra? Let's go find out. Let's go find out. So, there was that. And Screech is constantly like, Zach, I don't, when do I tell you people are coming? Screech, god damn it. Worst. But they do it. They do, one of them almost seems like it's a double take of the same thing. Yeah. It's bizarre. It doesn't work, and it was never in the episode. And I looked over at Brad and thought, did I have a stroke? Because I don't know if that's possible. Because I, that didn't happen in the episode, right? Right. right. What are we watching? I so, uh, yeah. Leslie lost. Kelly won. There you go. I mean, it's that easy. Mike Rogers is a wall of acting. Yep. God, it's so awesome. I love Saved by the Bell of College Years. It's, it's, it's everything I remember and more. Yes. It's just fun. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. It's a pleasure to do the show for you. It's a pleasure to be here with you, Brad. Indeed. Um, it's always a pleasure to be with me. If you would... So, I just... I bring joy, you know? That's what I do. You're okay, too. Thank you, friend. I really appreciate that. Um, if you would like to get in contact with us, which you should. Definitely. Obviously, you should. There's yeah. many ways you can do that. One Lots of those ways. avenues is to phone us. Um, our phone number is 206-339-5894. 
Now, Brad, I think we have a few voicemails, right? Yeah, let's head this up. Breathing into the perineum. What the fuck? Breathing into the perineum? Breathing into the perineum. What the fuck? All right, we have another voicemail ready to keep going. Is that like a part two or something? No, that's the... Breathing into the perineum. All right, all right. I feel like we're missing something. This may be Anna Martinez. I think it is. I know one of them is an Anna Martinez. Oh, is it? Okay, well then let's find it. It's pretty long. We are a collection agency. Oh, Anna, to there you go. Anna Martinez. You can also email us at ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. And I think we have an email this week, don't we, Brad? We do, we do indeed. All right, Des has sent us a mystery minute. Oh, really? Yes. Awesome. All right, <clears throat> here's your mystery minute for you guys to answer. <clears throat> a 34-year-old woman arrives in an emergency room complaining of extreme pain in the right shin with limited mobility in the leg. Her breathing is normal. Examination of the lower leg indicates trauma, and the skin is discolored a greenish-blue. An additional finding is a cracking sound in her lower leg. Ah. The patient tells the physician one week ago she had a severe mountain bike accident, and had several deep cuts to her leg. She's given antibiotics and taken to the operating room where necrotic muscle is where a necrotic muscle is discovered. A biopsy gram stain from the tissue shows gram positive bacilli. What disease does this patient have? Good luck, Des. Hold on, don't don't talk about it. We got a minute, Alex. Okay. Save it. Just mull that over. All those all those issues. I mean, I'm sure we're gonna be able to solve this. We I mean, come on, we are experts in the medical field. All right, and I'm starting the clock now. What do you think? Well, all right, there's a lot of clues there. There's the cracking sound. Uh, um, there was like a bicycle accident. So this may be really the thing Parnasek called us about. I have to say, yeah, I mean, that, that sounds um, re- that sounds somewhat related. Um, there's also, uh, there was like the, the greenish-bluish uh, tint to like the, the bruise. Um, um, there's the, well, the stain came back positive. So that, I think that's... I mean, that I narrows it down. Part of me thinks some of these are red herrings, though. That like she's putting them in purposefully to try to distract us. Well, um, listen, listen, Doctor House. There's, a, I mean, sometimes you know, sometimes it means nothing. You also you gotta wonder about patients. Are patients telling the truth? You quite know, quite true. So, but I think it really goes back to this greenish bluish stain. I think what we're real. I think what you really need to realize is that I think she's a witch. Oh. Alex, she's a witch. Oh, classic witch scenario. Yeah, that cracking is she's the devil tra- yeah. inside of her. It's the devil inside of her. The greenish oh. blue is her actual natural tint to her skin. Oh yeah, it's coming out. It, she the spell is fading. She's being revealed. She doesn't want to. She's a witch. Solved it. Done. Mystery minutes solved. The woman's a witch. Throw her in a fucking lake. Yeah. You want to you want to double check it? Throw her in a lake. Or, she, or put her on a bridge and see if she comes back. Or it's, just set her on fire. I mean, she is a witch. Come on, destroy her. Wow, that's a good. I really quick for for one minute. Minute I thought because of the uh, the muscle kind of like deteriorating and dying. I thought was there more there? Well, Alex, like, but, was it tennis or was it like did she actually get bitten by like a snake or something? And like, but that would take Alex, an effect a lot quicker. Well, could it be a could it be a spider bite? Alex, but you got to think though, your muscles. If you if you don't use your muscles, they deteriorate. And if you're mm. riding around on a broom all the time. <laughs> Oh, you had a bike accident. That's weird. You would have like really I scarring and that hmm. big bruise. Yeah, where's the bike? Hmm. She was joyriding on a broom. Yeah. and then fell back through the trees in the forest. Yeah, to da. It's probably explaining why she carried the broom in today. It's obviously. Do you have anyone that can come pick you up? No, I'm good. <laughs> One of your legs. Broom. One of your legs is uh, she's pretty jacked up though. I don't need him. No one brought you in. Nah. Just hand me up before my uh, curly shoes. Okay. All right. Weird. All right. Yeah. So that was a mystery minute solved. Another success. It says that your second contact is Beelzebub? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he takes care of me. All right. All right. Well done. We solved it. It worked. 
guys, I'm, if you have any more mystery minutes, feel free to just throw them at us. Yes. Uh, we've got the skills. And we have the talent, I would say. Absolutely. So please do that. Um, you can also find us on iTunes. F- feel free to go there and leave us a review. Subscribe to the podcast. Um, we are also on Facebook. Yes. Get in on that Facebook group, guys. It's a joy. It's good times. It's so fun. Hit, uh, us up, hit us up on the YouTube page. Oh, yeah. We got a YouTube channel now. YouTube.com slash user slash Ramjack Podcast. Uh, watch any and all of our, um, I guess, action ventures or like. Indeed. Watch them, like them, share them, subscribe to them. Tell everyone you know. There's going to be more stuff. Oh, yeah. We're also we're going to break up all, also all the segments into separate uh, videos. And there's plenty more because we also filmed. We had, we had like a few more Bing games that we didn't post. Yeah. Um, including one that awkwardly shifts from day to night in the middle of the scene when, when the camera stopped working. Filming is hard, but it happens. You but know? it happens. Long also, set yeah. also, we got uh, quite a few more debates. Oh, yeah. So so look forward to that stuff. Yeah, and much thanks to Robin for uh, for being on the one that's already up. Yeah, being a good sport about everything. Indeed. And to everyone else that isn't up yet, thank you as well. <laughs> thank you, yes. We, we thank you very much. Um, visit our website, curiosityabounds.com forward slash ramjack. Ooh. Hit us up on Twitter at Ramjack Podcast. I knew we were forgetting something. All the places. iTunes. Go there. Review. Like. Share. Enjoy it. I think, yeah, I think we've covered it all. All right, guys. Well, we've had a lot of fun today. Mm-hmm. But I think the lesson, I think the lesson we want to leave you with is no matter what, it's never too late to pick up a good book and learn all about losing your post-life Fuck those bitches. From the housetops to the gutters From the ocean to the shore The warning signs have all been bright and garish Far too great a number to ignore From the cities to the swamplands From the highways to the hills Our love has never had a leg to stand on From the aspirins to the crosstops to the Ella Bills, but I will walk down to the end with you, if you will come all the way down with me. From the entrance to the exit is longer than it looks from where we stand. I want to say I'm sorry for stuff I haven't done yet Things will shortly get completely out of hand I can feel it in the rotten air tonight In the tips of my fingers, in the skin on my face In the weak last gasp of the evening's dying light In the way those eyes I've always loved Illuminate this place like a trash can fire In a prison cell Like the searchlights in the parking lots of hell I will walk down to the end 